Peace and Black Power family. Welcome to another Sonetta TV House of Consciousness production. This? Hey, hey, um, Reggie, I hear echo. I hear echo. Turn it down. Because, see, you're in the same room I'm in right now. So, this should be a good, powerful build. We got Brother Reggie in the building along with. Mr. James. Mr. Jamie in the building as well, and we're going to have a powerful discussion to show the family, yo, we can do this, man, you know, but uh, what I would like to do before anything, you know I got to come at you with the intro, let's get it. And we're going to start it off with you, my brother Reggie. Let's go. Let's talk about it. What are we going to deal with today, gentlemen? Okay, I'm going to turn up my speaker. Hi, Jamie. How can you can you hear me? I can hear you good, Reggie. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, so welcome to Black News 102, House of Consciousness, Sonetta Studios. Um, live, we are live. Today, uh, we have a, a guest who is a psychologist. He has expertise in psychology. He's a, he is a, a student scholar on anthropology. And I'm going to ask him some questions, and he's going to ask me some questions. For our audience, this is one of the times where we get a chance to to see what the larger community thinks about us and our work. And Jamie has been watching Sarnetta Studios for a while, and he has his favorites, and he has some, um, you know, some analysis. So we're going to accept those things as they are, and we're going to get into some of the topics that we might talk about. Um, Jamie, do you have any quick comments? Well, I'll give you a little bit of my background. I, uh, I, uh, had, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology, and a few years ago, I found myself with a little bit of time, and I went back to school and basically got the equivalent of an associate's in biology. Um, and then I ended up pursuing anthropology, and, you know, I'm, I'm an older guy, but I it's a passion of mine and I transferred to Fresno State and currently that's where I'm going to school at and eventually I'd like to pursue a master's in one of the other social sciences but um that's why it's an echo do you hear okay now give me give me one second guys all right, all right is the echo, is the echo still, still there let me hear you say something right Peace. Say something, Say something Peace. Peace. The 
echo still sound like it's there. Because I'm talking into the headphones, it's not working. Okay, can you hear me, Reggie? Yes, I can hear you. I just, okay. uh, yeah. Can you, can you Sorry about that delay. My dog was interrupting. Um, but I think for those in the audience, I kind of gave a just just gave a brief description of myself, a little bit of my background, and you know, I'm I'm older. I'm 47, and I found myself with a little bit of time on my hands, so I went back to school and I'm pursuing anthropology. So, a lot of the stuff I know is um, stuff I've recently learned, and it's stuff that pretty much is available to everyone. But some questions came up to me when I was probably in my late 30s about creation, evolution, and really I just wanted answers. And I hear a lot of people say, well, evolution is true, evolution is not true, it's a lie. Well, how do you determine what is true and what isn't true? Um, well, you educate yourself, and that kind of put me on a path of studying biology and then eventually anthropology. And I hope that by bringing a little bit of that information to the conversation, we can have a nice, maybe a nice build and you can kind of find out the perspective of what I would call mainstream science. Okay. <clears throat> so let me interrupt a little bit. Sure. The, the problem is, is that the way the white world educates us is not necessarily true. They're coming from their values, interests, and principles. And what we have found in our communities is that the white race wants to stay on top. So we have differences in the domains that you have. So when you look at psychology, we think differently than you. The a white race may see a phenomena, step back, reflect on it, think about it, come up with a conclusion based on what they have, and act on it. The African race sees the phenomena, feels it, is a part of it, tries to <clears throat> use their knowledge to work within that phenomena, right? And it's mm -hmm. a combined action. We have... Yeah, I would so say it's that, more of a, whole, yeah. a holistic approach, maybe. Would, be a, would that be kind of fair? Rather than just a, a kind of a pure logical approach to things? That, that's correct. That is the... That is the difference in the domains. So when the mm -hmm. white race is attempting to educate us, they edu educate us from the vantage point of Jamie, frankly, your God, right? And European civilization is <laughs> godly. And everyone else is less than and even demonic right well let so, me let me respond to that you've <clears throat> you've actually hit on one of the cornerstones of anthropology and i'm you probably know this but i'm we're going to educate people who might not really be anthropologists or familiar with it that's called um ethnocentric 
and the European race is very ethnocentric. When we talk about undiscovered tribes or undiscovered lands, they're discovered. They're just not discovered by Europeans, right? So I think we all can fall victim to that idea where we view the world in perspective to how it affects us. Um, but the thing we need to look at is how do we get past those biases? Like I look, I may look at another culture and that culture is weird to me. Well, it's not weird to that culture. I'm weird to them. So how do we jump past that and have a dialogue and kind of push all of those things aside so that we can determine what truth is? I mean, I'm asking you, do you have any ideas to that? Yes, I, I have been in the university and I have been part of that uh, culture as a student and uh, you know, as a degree person, as a professional person, but it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me because you control the domains. So you want me to give up power <clears throat> and the white race doesn't want to give up any power. So it's all good if I submit to it uh, for your purposes, not for my purposes, not for my people's purposes. Okay. So that we- That's fair. Yes. Well, let me, let me say this, and, and, and y y that's fair, um, but let's have a very specific conversation about evolution, about biology, and I, I want to show you something, and, I, and this is, I think every one of your viewers should watch this. My daughter is 19, uh, 18 and she's taken a class at City College. And this is what, that's the book that she's studying. So even though there might be some traces of European superiority in the college system, there's a lot of truth and there's a lot of recognition of what um, the black race has done and um, the Native Americans and, and other contributions. So I, I'm not saying that you're not correct, but what I'm saying is to get to the answer of something is not to write off a whole system of education, but it may be how do we weave through that and kind of push away things that aren't true and latch on to things that are true and in the same time realize that maybe we've all of us have been fed a narrative that's not true. Now, I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of my history. I'm Italian, and I grew up thinking that Christopher Columbus was an Italian hero. Well, that works as a child, or works for children. But when you get older and you realize he was really a mercenary and a monster, um, he's not a hero. So even as white people, we've had to shed and get rid of things that we've been taught as we we progress along. Do, do you think there's a way where um, young black kids or, or, or even those in the conscious community can educate themselves and, and still find a way to maybe throw out what is, is clearly a false narrative but latch on to what is true? Okay, so well, you're defining a truth for your, for your purposes. We haven't got to what my purposes are. <clears throat> the fact okay. of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, is that there, um, Christopher Columbus, in fact, uh, during the age of discovery, 
right? Uh, uh, got lost and found himself into the new world with the help of other explorers that circumvented the globe and had other technology of navigation. And so he found himself in the new world. Uh, that's your truth. My truth is that there were people already there. The origins of civilization, the beginnings of mankind. And a group of people, land poor, reef poor, resource poor, uh, coming out of its own dark ages, stumbled onto a civilization um, <clears throat> that they did not know. And to uh, develop it needed uh, labor. They got that labor from my people not from the Native Americans, but from African people. And they human trafficked Africans. So I'm talking more about what I know, right? And trying to educate you that we think differently. Okay. So why should my people take your story instead of my story? And when I engage your story, we find out that your civilization and people is relatively new on the planet Earth. That's the real story, but that's not the story of, of the of the people who power has been taken from. Um, I would like to ask a question real quick. What I would like what to would do like is to get, get right into the topic because the, the people is people waiting, waiting on science. science. So I would like to know the origin of mankind. Let's get into that. And uh, one more question before we go, um, Mr. Jamie. Do you sure. believe in God? If so, break it down. If not, break it down. I think the audience need to know where we going with this. Do you believe uh, in God? No, I don't think that there is sufficient evidence to prove anything supernatural. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening to you. Well, that's that's it. I mean, unless you can bring hard evidence, it's hard to prove anything like that. So we have to suspend belief until somebody can provide the evidence. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. I need you to keep talking. For some reason, Reggie just went out. But go ahead and break down. You were saying earlier that you are an atheist and go into all of that right there. Well, I, I kind of want to go into, um, let me just backtrack a little bit about what Reggie was talking about. You know, I know that sometimes when you go to schools, they teach things that you may not agree with, um, especially history. But that's no reason to 
uh, to not go to school at all or to assume that things in school are wrong. You have to continue to, hold on. Peace. Uh, we are working to get uh, Jamie back on. So where we're going right now is that uh, there's a difference in perception about how they think and how we think. And I'm not so sure if it's... Uh... Okay, you there? Yes, I can see you. Okay, so, yes. what, okay. so I was just going back to the fact that it's a real challenge to figure out what can be right and correct in school, but that's no reason to just not go to school at all or pursue education. Because there are things that, that we look at that do benefit us. And even, this is where we have to trust people. Even if things might be taught that challenge our viewpoint or things we don't agree with, we still gotta step back and determine whether they make sense to us or not. And I think that what you, and um, Sonetter do and others in the community is you kind of provide a balance to that. So I, I don't have a solid answer, but I do know that if you educate yourself, you can, you, you can at least have a working knowledge of some of these things. Okay, so let's start getting to the point and let's just see uh, where this leads us. Okay, one of the big questions, and we cannot settle it completely right now, but uh, the question is, and I hope that you, you want to answer this because you have some uh, training in anthropology, is uh, the white man and the African. When were they created? Uh, when did they come into being? How did they come into being? How did... Uh, uh, we could talk about Homo sapiens sapien. We could take talk about the Neanderthal. We could talk about Homo heidelbergensis. Uh, let's talk about uh, evolution of humanity. So give it to us the way that you know it. Okay, so we're, we'll cover basic anthropological understanding of primate evolution beginning in Africa. It goes back 7 million years ago to a little primate creature called um, Sahelanthropus jadensis. And then from there, you fast forward a couple of million years and you begin the Australopithecine line. And then maybe two million years ago, you start the Homo line with Homo habilis, Homo um, neanderthalensis. You men mentioned Homo heidelbergensis. And one of those branches is Homo sapiens sapien, which is us. Now you have archaic Homo sapiens starting at about 200,000 years ago, and then about 100,000 years ago, modern Homo sapiens, which is what we're classified as. And so about, I think maybe 60,000 years ago, they radiated out of Africa and depended, depending on where they were at on the globe, they developed different color skin tone. Now, I don't know what time 
people in Europe developed the mutation for white skin. Um, I would say probably 40,000 to 30,000 years ago because Neanderthals went extinct about 30,000 years ago. And there was some hint of interbreeding between them. That's why some of us still have Neanderthal DNA, especially if you're part, if you were, uh, your ancestry is European, you may have as much as 4% Neanderthal DNA. And that's why people of African descent virtually have none because their ancestors never made it into Europe. Okay. So here's the thing, because we're just doing science. So um, I would uh, I would say that uh, the African left, or modern science is basically saying that the African left, uh, uh, or the the species in Africa left Africa about uh, <coughs> roughly, really twice, uh, eight thousand years, eight thousand, uh, eighty thousand years ago, and then another. 80,000 years ago and another time 30,000 years ago. And that population mm -hmm. uh, met the Neanderthal and then they admixed. So there's not, a, it, the fact of the matter is that they in fact did admix. And that, so it's it, the only way you can get a hint of admixture or Neanderthal DNA is if you admixed. So they may have been able to admix because both of them were children of Homo hadabagansis. And so that allowed them to intermix. Now the Neanderthal was up there with the Denisovan. There's not a whole lot of uh, information to say that they admixed before Homo um, but before the, uh, the African left Africa and then uh, admixed with the Neanderthal. And then that resulting species was a species that seemingly was able to now, as a human, um, admix with uh, the Denisovan and maybe some other group of uh, people. So that um, uh, before we even get to the uh, white race, uh, let's just talk a little bit about uh, how man is classified. Um, some people have all of these different classifications. Some people say that it is uh, that the speed um, that the races, the ethno races, are Mongolian, uh, Negroid, uh, Caucasian. What, from an anthropological point of view, what are your classifications? Well, you have to remember that race is a social construct. Um, Race is not the best word to use. I would prefer ancestry. So you're of Asian ancestry, you're of African ancestry, European ancestry. Race is just one of those things that allows us to kind of put everyone in a nice little category. But the reality is everybody was kind of spread around to a degree and they just so happened to kind of inhabit different continents. So here's a little interesting thing. You could take any two humans off the face of the earth and they will have closer DNA, closer genetics than any two chimpanzees out of a chimpanzee tribe of about 50 chimpanzees. So even though physically and, and phenotypically we look different, 
all humans are very close. And I, that's why I don't like the word race, because the race kind of cuts people up into categories when really we're all humans. But actually, I'm not at this point, I am not talking about race and you may not like race, but it wasn't the African that created the term race in itself. Right. It was the uh, European anthropologist that, in fact, did that. So it, so these are modern terms, but there is uh, the Mongolian. There is the African uh, or, or, um, or the Negroid, as um, I'm just talking about from your your education on this, right? We're not talking about, uh, we're talking about phenotypical groups, large groups of skin color uh, and other features. You, you, do you agree or disagree that these, uh, that these groupings exist? I'm very hesitant to answer that only because what I think we should do is I think we should kind of reel in that type of thinking, but I will acknowledge that Africans are dark, Europeans are light, Asians have dark hair with slanted eyes, and Eskimos are short and squat with short limbs and short legs. So there are phenotypical traits that go along with people's ancestry, but I, I just I say that only because it I, I don't want to I don't want to say it to divide people. I would rather we look at the things we have in common as humans and our common origin rather than where we ended up because I kind of feel like we're looking at the tail end of a story that started two hundred thousand years ago. That's fine. That's a very comfortable situation, right? But you have to understand that a group of people have taken the African and made them subhuman. So it's a very comfortable situation to be in in 2017, but it is. Uh, but the reality is that these terms that we're using again don't come from the African; it comes from Europeans. So, well, let me let, let me stop you real quick. Being, okay, so Jamie, here's the thing. Uh, yeah, just for our audience, Th those say, terms, by the way, may, might have been started by white Europeans who were developing the field of anthropology. But those are considered outdated terms and offensive terms. Just even the word primitive is considered offensive because that denotes that one culture isn't as good as the other. And we want to get away from that in anthropology. We don't want to dwell on, we don't want to even go down that line of thinking because everybody is on the equal playing field, even though things might be done differently. So I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead, Reggie. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to clarify that point. Here's the thing, Jamie. Uh, what you want to do, because everybody has an agenda, right? And so that's what you want to do. Uh, my people are dealing with the larger world. We're looking at, looking at every new immigrant that comes to the United States, opens up a bodega in my community, sees us as uh, money sees us as a herd to feed off of um whether we want that okay so i have to ask you as a as a scientist give me a source of a modern anthropologist who is saying that we should get away with these terms well no one would say that because those terms are outdated race is 
a term that's no longer used. Uh, primitive is a term that's no longer used. So there would be no one who would say that. Uh, that is comfortable, right? But you're saying that the president of the United States is not talking about white people. You're talking about with this explosive situation that is happening in um, Charlottesville and other places in the United States. They're not talking about white nationalism or nationalism. They're not talking about these things. Well, I think that you, you're asking questions that ha are dealing with social issues. And, you're and I'm giving you answers that deal with anthropological issues and biological issues. So I, I'm, I'm trying to find common ground here, but I'm not quite sure what you are, where you're going. So, and I'm trying to be honest with these questions. Um, social issues are very complex, especially with a president who doesn't understand them. Okay, so let's just deal with, have you heard of the recent modern finds of uh, uh, Egyptological uh, uh, archaeological study where they're now saying that these groups of uh, ancient Egyptians are closer to the Europeans? <clears throat> are, you, or are you familiar with this, that they... They uh, they sequenced the DNA of a community of people inside Africa, inside Kemet, Egypt, and then they said, "Well, these people are closer to Europeans." So, which which terms which terms can we use? Can we use Europeans? Uh, can we use white? What can we use? What can we use? Well. You could use Europeans if you're talking about the modern-day um, descendants of those people. That would be good. If you want to talk about the modern-day contemporary um, peoples of that time, you would use whoever lived at that time that you could associate them with. So there's two different ways of looking at it. But I do think that DNA testing is something that is very... Um, dependable and if it's published in a peer-reviewed paper then that's a pretty credible source okay so if you've read it and you'll be familiar with it then you find then you will see that there you actually using the terms that i am using to describe those people they are using the words uh european they're using the word white they're using the word caucasian now, some of that is scientific, but some of it, um, some of it, I agree, is just news, what they call fake news, how they spin the information. So I'm just saying we live in a real world, whether you're, uh, okay, so here's the thing. Let's go back. You said your daughter is in City College. Yes. Uh, City College of which state? Fresno, California. Fresno, California. Okay, so I was a part of one area, one time period of the Black Studies movement, right? And okay. in that movement, that movement was a, um, it was a very hard fought movement of getting anything African, anything black, 
into the into the university system and the school system. It was led by riots roughly in 69, closing of schools, uh, and even imprisonment and death, right? And so this was something that was forced on academia. Then you have a whole group of new scholars, even today, Diane Ravitch and other policymakers, keeping this information out of the university. It was fought with uh, Dr. Leonard Jeffries when he made a comment that uh, a few Jews were involved in the slave trade uh, and they were the rich and the powerful. They were within all Jews and there was this huge fight in academia. So I'm just trying to say, Jamie, these things exist whether you feel comfortable with them or not. And so there is politics and there is some common ground, but you gotta be, you gotta have some reality that there's a lot of, uh, there is a lot of things that need to be repaired in the white mind when it comes to us. White people are miseducated about African people and black people and other people, and so they act as this. And it comes out like, for example, you have a degree, I have a degree. I'm pretty knowledgeable. So when we talk, you interrupt me. You uh, want to inform me. And I say, not a problem. And I just ask for sources because we live in a modern day world. So just to make sure that you are aligning what you believe or your opinions with data, I am saying that what you are saying sounds comfortable, but it doesn't really exist in the real world. So let's just um, so let's just talk about whatever you want to talk about, and I'll add on. So you agree or disagree? Uh, well, I, I'm not quite sure what point to address, but let me just say this. <clears throat> You asked me questions that had to do with the origin of mankind, and I gave you a very scientific answer. And you proceeded to discuss social issues. So if you want to ask me about social issues, I can give you my answer, but it's just my opinion. I could be right or I could be wrong. If you want to ask me about the origin of mankind and how they radiated out of Africa, I could give you pretty solid answers. Now, I'm not prepared to give you my sources right now for everything I believe or I've been taught, but I wasn't told that I would be asked for them. But it's in all fairness, it's common knowledge. I'm not saying anything that is so Okay, so outrageous. let's go back to the science because I'm not exactly clear on this, all right? So, so let's just deal with the origin of the different human phenotypes. What part of that did the Neanderthal play? If the Neanderthal is important or not? That probably not important and probably didn't play hardly any part in modern homo sapiens. Okay, can you give me a source? Because I could give you a source, I could give you Savante uh, Pablo of the Max Planck Institute. And he talks about, um, since the Neanderthal genome was sequenced, he talks about the uh, 
the enormous part in which it plays. There's another anthropologist. His name is Chris Springer. Chris Springer also talks about that, and they also talk about uh, the the concept of uh, skin color, uh, hair, uh, uh, allergies, and differences okay. of the groups of people. Yes, no? Yeah, so you might be right. I'm not saying you're not, but I, I guess the hard thing I'm trying to figure out is if you were right, or you are right. What are what what are the um, I'm fumbling for the word here? Um, what what does that mean if you're correct in in what you're thinking? Because to me, it doesn't really make any difference in the practical real world of us as humans. I mean, we're here. We we got here. If Neanderthals played a part or not, how does that what impact does that have on anything? Okay, it has a lot to do with uh, power. It has a lot to do with uh, a rationale of imperialism, of super exploitation, of of saying that uh, uh, the Africans don't deserve the soil that they live on. That Africa is for the taking. Uh, you are familiar with Jim Crow. You're familiar, you should be familiar with the new Jim Crow. You should be familiar with the civil rights movement. You should be familiar with mass incarceration. You should be familiar with the lack of uh, equality in healthcare, lack of equality in education, lack of equality in real estate. How could you say that these things don't matter? And so you're linking that with the fact that Europeans have a higher percentage of Neanderthal? Well, I'm um, what I am saying that there are uh, there is thinkings out there, materials. There is the Shekanta uh, Diop's two cradle theory, right? Uh, people in the north develop one way. People in the southern hemispheres um, develop another way. There is Michael Bradley. There's the Iceman inheritance. These are things already uh, uh, written. Um, and then you have, you, you just have the, the, the history of just say Columbus and what Columbus's logs, what he discovered, what he saw. He said that these people were passive. Um, he was basically saying that these people are right for the taking. Father de las Casas said that the Africans had no souls to save. I'm not linking it because I want to. I am just saying that I am very well informed about how the European thought and how he brings himself into the Bible. You are also familiar with the Hamatic or the, the whole thing of the curse of Ham. These things exist. You can't take them out. How does this link to... Um, anthropology is because modern anthropologists had not been they wanted to disassociate themselves from Africa they wanted to have a out of Africa inheritance these things are or origin so you can't so, say that yes I, I just want to say I googled the new ice age theory I didn't google it I pulled it up on JSTOR which is a credible academic web search site 
And the new Ice Age theory was a journal that came in the science newsletter from 1952. So these other articles you're referencing, I, are they that old from that age? Or because 1952 is going way back, and I, I would say that that's really not current. I would hope we, you know, we've gotten past anything that probably was developed in 52. Okay, so um, you could pick a date because you're comfortable with it, but you can um, you can Google Diop's two cradle theory. Why don't you Google that? Um, the book that I was referring to was the Iceman Inheritance. Um, so either you're familiar with these or not, but they're in the, the point of this conversation is that they're already in the public uh, domain. There is, um, and it bleeds so much. I know that you didn't even read. Um, you probably, I'm just okay. gonna check. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Did you? I'm pulling at, it up, and it's yeah. from 2008. So I'll look at that. Well, there's one that says it's uh, Diop's Two Cradle Theory Revisited. So yes. is that it? Is that the one from 2008? No, Shekanti Diop's uh, time period uh, was uh, into the fifties, into and he and he died into the um, the eighties. So his work spanned that period. Anybody writing it is uh, is later. These things are uh, how can I say available? These things. Yeah. Are okay. Okay. I'm looking at it right now. I pulled up um, some of his references and I'm seeing them. So I'll look them. But here I'll look at them and. Here's what I just want to ask. So I don't want to get into a debate about this because I'm not I'm really unfamiliar with some of the things you're saying and the Neanderthal link. But let me just ask you, how do how do we get past this? Because I'm not a part of that. I don't think that you're lesser than me. Um, and I apologize for interrupting you, but I just want to know how collectively can we can we get past this? Well, first you have to understand, uh, you, you actually have to understand that we are uh, out of slavery. We are in a, um, talking about African people, we're in a period where we now have information to bring to bear. We're saying that it's not going to work until we know what we should know about humanity and you shouldn't, and you know, common white people should know about uh, humanity which is not taught. I am saying like, let's go back to the origin of humanity. I am saying that the origin of the people outside of Africa came about through a Neanderthal Eve. She was admixed by a homo sapien and she gave birth, she gave birth because she had a larger pelvic, the Neanderthal Eve, to a admixed human being. That admixed human being had what it needed to once survive, but also to admix later with some of the other species such as the Denisophens and other archaic uh, humanoid groups. Um, I'm just trying to find out, is this something that you agree with or don't agree with? We're talking about the origin and that, and because of those phenotype, um, those that admixture, then we have, what we have is we're gonna have uh, phenotypes that ultimately when we look at them socially or pseudo-scientifically come out to be uh, categories or races, the mongoloids, the negroid, the Caucasian. 
And that's well, where okay. Okay, let me, I'll look at it because this is a very specific topic of study. It's Neanderthal mixture with human DNA or, or you know, modern homo sapiens. So I'm going to need to study up on this. Um, okay. But one thing I'll source. ask you, yeah, and you can email them to me and I'll look them up or shoot me names and I'll follow up on some uh, academic search sites. But I guess what, I, I'm wondering is like let's go with the highest percentage of Neanderthal that we know those of European descent have four percent. Do you think that four percent is enough to like turn us into another species or motivate us to motivate Europeans to act in a way that wants to take over the world? And that's a sincere question. Well let's look at the history of the European and let's look at the history of the African. The African was not the invader. The African was not the human trafficker. The African did not um, do the human crimes that the Europeans did. Uh, and that's just uh, history. Um, that's Rome, that's Greece. Uh, and then that's the age of discovery. What compels people to do that? What compels people to use a religion and then to take that religion and to find rationale for enslavement, to have ships called the, the good ship Jesus? What what does that? What what is in a rationale? And remember I gave you this this concept of how Africans perceive the world from and how Europeans may perceive the world. And I think there's a Dr. Uh, Dixon, I think there's a journal of Pan-African Studies uh, article that talks about all these things that we should talk about, axiology, epistemology, cosmology, all those big domains, because it is in those domains that we find the differences that lead to different uh, ways in which we perceive the world and perceive humanity. So there's a couple of things I want to cl get clarified. Who were the Semitic people who wrote, who were the Israelites who wrote the Old Testament? You tell me. Well, they weren't Europeans. And they were the ones that codified the law in like Deuteronomy that codified slavery, which later led the foundation for Europeans to exploit. I'm not excusing the Europeans for promoting slavery, but what I'm saying is it the, the laws were laid down by people in 2000 or 1500 BCE, probably 1500, that's about when they, um, Jews came out of exile to Egypt, if you follow the biblical model. <clears throat> so that's the first thing. The second thing I would say is, do you believe that you can analyze a race for good quality and bad quality that that race inherently has in them? Um, first of all, Jamie, Let's just be honest. The white race has already done that. 
right? We all we're doing is going back looking you're at not answering the question. You say what say the question again because I am asking the question. I'm 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 asking I'm I'm prefacing the question um the answer, but go ahead. Ask okay. me the question directly. Again. Okay. We are we talking about the Semitic people? I um who are we talking about? In in your opinion, who were the people who wrote Deuteronomy that codified the laws of slavery for what would later be the Christian faith? That's the first question. And the second question is, do you believe that, and I'm using your term of race, I'll, I'll say those of different ancestry inherently have abilities that are good or bad that vary from people from other ancestries? Okay, so I was trying to ask to answer the second question first. I'll come back to the first question. Um, okay. This is the thing. We are trying to find out, first of all, um, the people who wrote those books, right, if you follow real history, uh, they are latecomers. They weren't even the people who said that they wrote those, um, that's in the narrative. The people who wrote this are actually latecomers. They didn't write it. There's no evidence that was written at that time. Do you agree or not? Well, I don't know that I agree because I don't know what time you're saying you believe they were written in. Okay. I believe they were written in around 1500 uh, BC, and that was the framework for the Jewish faith, which later became the um, Christian faith the tenets of those faiths. Okay, so you are in your belief, right? Because I'm I, obviously you're coming from a Christian belief, right? So in your belief, these people were Israelites. That is your belief? Yes, I believe that. Okay, so can you prove that they were Israelites? I'm just going by the Bible record. But I, I will say this and I'm not saying the Bible is accurate. So there are two things we can go by. We can go by either the Bible record or we can go by just general history of the people that were there at the time. And I think they were at the very least, um, I guess I would say, I, I, don't, I don't know what word it would be, but you know, people of the Holy Lands, right in that area. What do you mean Holy Lands? Like around Jerusalem, Gaza Strip, that area and, no, and that makes it and that makes it holy nancy see you use these terms you 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 want okay let's to... not let's not get off on something else let's not get off on another thing let's address the two the questions i had earlier so okay uh, I, i'm just saying that the people who wrote those laws were definitely not what we would call white europeans i think we can agree on that um, I think that we could agree on that, that they were not white Europeans, they were Mediterranean people. That's pretty much what we can say. They are people from the uh, Levant. They are uh, a combination of people in that uh, the region um, that you can go down from uh, Sumer to Iraq. You can look at that whole area. So, okay. uh, so it wasn't those, uh, it wasn't the faith yet of the Christians, the Christians, the white Europeans came later, but there are so many elements of that that is just up for grabs as far as whether it was not truthful or not. 
you show me any ancient artifacts from that period, um, you're talking about King David, any of the biblical stuff that they talk about, um, Jericho, you show me any of that. The modern scholars, modern scholars have said that these things did not appear at this time. And there is major discussions about that. But the point is, um, one is that it belonged, the value system belonged to another group of people, and then it was consumed by the uh, Romans becoming the Byzantites, becoming uh, the creatures that they were to uh, use a uh, faith or use faiths for their purposes of power, right? If this was a revolutionary faith, they took it for their own purposes, but it had nothing to do with African people whatsoever at this point. It had nothing else. To, it had nothing at all to do with African people. But it became so, a rationale for what they did in the name of God, in the, in the right. name of God. So right. So the people who were Mediterranean. I'm not. I'm not advocating that the Bible is divine or if it's even true when it comes to archaeology, because you're right, there are things we can't verify. But we can verify the laws that were codified that those people lived by. And the one thing I wanted to spell is that everyone who lived at that time somehow was perfect and the white European is completely evil. Because if the people who lived in the Mediterranean 1500 BC I mean, they couldn't have been pillars of morality if they had codified laws on how to enslave people. And it was convenient that the white Europeans took that and ran with it. And I'm not excusing them by any means, but I just want to go back and kind of paint another uh, a view of, of where they got those laws from. Yeah, and I want to paint the picture. Yes, I want to paint the picture that you got to deal with uh, the Hammurabi code. You have to, you have to deal with... Uh, you have to deal with what came out of uh, Acadia. You have to deal with uh, You have to deal with all of these things to understand where they got the where they got these stories from. You have to deal with ancient Egypt, in which the people of the Levant had a relationship with. So what I'm just trying to say to you, Jamie, is this is a whole lot of information that you you're leaving out um, for the purposes of what to find some goodness in the laws because that you can't sell me you can't sell me any any morality coming out of that because there's no history you show me anything you show me any document uh at the time period that these people said that they lived in that they wrote anything down show me anything all of it is just really modern conjecture about what they could have should have would have did but it is coded in the nile valley is coded in i mean ancient egypt I, i'll give you i'll let you know that those laws are uh, coded. When are they coded in the places that you said? So what I'm just trying to say is that why, why, or why do you need to bring this up to me for what purposes to, to paint some type of morality, goodness? No, I don't understand so, why. Well, I'm 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 answering the question, but I do want to ask real quick: What makes you think I brought up? the slavery in the Bible as a way to prove that it was moral. Why would you think I, I'm saying that? Okay, so I don't know. You tell me why did you bring it up? Because to show that it is highly immoral. When you have laws that tell you and codify how to keep people enslaved, 
that is highly immoral. Can you hear me, Reggie? Yes, yes we hear you. Okay. <clears throat> so what I'm saying is this wasn't a new invention of white Europeans to enslave people. It was done by uh, those Mediterranean people 1,500 years before Christ, and they had put it in laws, and they told people how to do it. So I'm not excusing it. Hold on, hold on, he's talking. So I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying, if anything, it's highly immoral. So the immorality you claim white Europeans of doing, which was, I'm not contesting that, just keep in mind they got it from people who were Mediterranean 1,500 years before Christ. Okay. And, and let's go on to this, the, the second question, too, because I, I don't want to forget that. Okay. So the second question, say exactly again the second question. Do you believe that based on people's ancestry, you and we could use the term race, that you that they are inherently born with certain qualities that are what we would consider to be either good or bad. I am saying that uh, the history of warfare in the territories of outside of Africa proves the point that whether or not it's inherently the fact of the matter is that these uh, the conditions that these people lived in coming out of the ice age. They were land poor, people poor, resource poor. Uh, they had scarce resources. They unified uh, uh, to become warriors. And so you have uh, a whole history of warfare outside of um, Africa that is way different than a record in Africa. So the, whether or not I feel about uh, something inherent about it, I'm not going to play that game. I'm going to tell me, I'm going to ask you, you tell me the history of the Akkadians, Sack and Sumer. Do you know that? Do you talk about Ur? Talk about those civilizations coming in power, right? Even talk about the Assyrians, um, the Assyrians and the Babylonians. Talk about Hammurabi. Those, those things are crystal clear. Now, when you do that, now you t tell me about Africa. Tell me about what you know about happening in Africa as far as uh, warfare. I think that there is plenty of resources and books that we can pull up to talk about warfare in the Mediterranean and in, in, in Asia and in uh, and, uh, Europe. Are you saying, I, I don't know. I don't know African history. So um, maybe, I, maybe you can educate me. Okay. So I'm have not a, sure I what your to, point is. I have to bring in another caller. I have to bring in another guest, um, and, and thank you for your time. I'll be here. So I'm going to bring in uh, Anka Keck. Stay right there. And uh, please stay on the line. All right. Peace and black power, brother Unk. What's up, man? Talk to me. What's up, man? Black African power, man. What's good with you, man? All right. You live. You are What's on up, the air. Man? Tell him he's live. Uh, Unk, you're live on the air. Yeah, what's the dude's name? What's the dude's name? Mr. Jamie. Who? Jamie, Mr. Jamie. Jamie. His name is Jamie. Yeah. What's good, Jamie? I can't. I can't hear him. Um, Hi, Ankh. Can, can you hear uh, me, Ankh? Did you say that? Can you hear me, Ankh? Yo, Ankh, you can't hear him. He's talking yeah. to you. 
No, I can't hear him at all. <clears throat> Can you hear me now, Onk? Can you hear me, Onk? I don't want to turn the computer on. I want to talk to Onk. You better go easy on me. Yeah. Yo, Onk, something wrong with your phone or something? You can't hear him talking? Uh-uh. Well, then crazy. Well, then how are you going to have a conversation if you can't hear him? You should be able to hear him. Well, you, you ain't doing it right. <laughs> God damn. All right, hold on. So what was his answer to the question? Oh, man, here, here. I can't deal well, have that. Well, have Anka answer the question, and I'll see if I can address it. You can answer the question. Be the in-between, Reggie. Okay, Ankh, what is... Um, the question is, do he agree or disagree that, 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 that the European is a mutant? Yes or no? Okay, so the caller asked, do you... I, I heard him. I can hear Ankh. Yeah. Um, yeah, the European is a mutant in the sense that our white skin is a mutation. What do you say, Reggie? But he there are also... He, um, okay, so uh, mutations that all of us have. Okay, so he, um, Jamie just basically said that yes, the European is a mutation based just based on the skin color. That, uh, but we are all we all have mutations. Yes, we do. But they have okay, but they carry a major uh, uh, a mutation. That's sodium, potassium, calcium, exchange five. Do we know what that is? I have no idea what that is. Okay, so he says that he has no idea what that is. Oh, that's NCKX5. Uh, that's, C, that's, that's SLC245A5 gene. Yeah, that's a major influence of natural skin color in your opinion. And so they absolutely are a mutation, a major mutation of the skin color. It's a pale skin, right? And, and so we understand that based off of their skin color and they being out there uh, um, range Okay, like they're out of their zones. And the only reason they're out of their zones was based off resources. So nature didn't create them to be in Africa, right? Not so at ask, out of their zone. They zone. Can you ask on zone, uh, zone three people. And so they're out of their zones. And they're out of their zones because they were stealing resources. They oh. ran out of resources. So okay. they brought a culture. Ja Jamie is trying to ask, a, oh, he's trying to respond. Oh. So. Yes. Everybody on the face of the earth came okay. from Africa. It's not that everybody who left Africa is stealing resources. We're just what's called the hypermobile species. But I would like to ask Ankh if he thinks that the, the mutation for lighter skin is harmful or beneficial. Ankh, he asked you, uh, do you think that the mutation in white skin is harmful or not? That is uh, that is it, what he yes, asked. It, it, it's a harmful mutation in Africa. Absolutely. What it does is uh, that mutation uh, allows in too much sun, which causes urinal tube disorders in women, and uh, it actually uh, <coughs> actually attacks sperm, specifically in, in mammals, mice in the lab. So we know it can attack sperm in <coughs> males had a particular mutation so it's absolutely a harmful mutation in africa now in their zone which is zone three right that that's a helpful mutation absolutely so that I, i'm making the point that 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 based off the fact that they've been stealing resources you know what i'm saying that they put themselves in trouble that's why they have high rates of cancer and low birth rates 
because they have a zone. Well, I'd like to respond to that. Okay, so he says uh, he'd like to respond. Yeah. So if I move to Africa, <clears throat> if I move close to the equator, my skin color would be an extreme disadvantage to me. But if I live in California, it's perfect. People who live in the Netherlands who have white skin, blonde hair, their skin color is adequate for where they live. And that's why you know I mentioned this in my first call to you guys. Anyone can do this experiment. You can take skin color and you can lay it over regions of the earth. And except for the Eskimos, every other ancestry, the closer they are to the equator, the darker they are. And as you, you move toward the poles, they progressively get lighter. And that just doesn't mean it's good or bad. It just means that they have adapted skin tone to, okay. uh, to benefit so, Jamie, so Jamie, so then, Jamie, <clears throat> so Jamie, what color is what color is Jesus Christ? What color I would is say... what color is Moses? What color is uh, David? What color was Goliath? What color are these people? If if what you're saying uh, has no if if what we're saying has no bearing, you. Um. So, uh, first, answer my question: What color are these uh, these biblical uh, people? What color? Okay, um, I'll, I'll answer the question, but then I'm going to also ask why. When you say your answer doesn't have any bearing, I'm not quite sure I understand what you mean. Because no, I, I believe I'm not everything. Saying you, you personally, I'm just trying oh. to say the way you pose the question as to simply just say that uh, white skin uh in certain climates is very very uh you know helpful it's much more productive right that yeah taking a deficiency of being in the ice what you have done is you have made yourself god with it that's what i'm trying to say you've taken your deficiency right and have made a god that looks like you a god that responds to you a god that causes people chosen and the okay so let me let me just what you're saying is and i don't want to use i don't like the term deficiency because a deficiency implies that it has a negative consequence if you're in a certain climate it, it's not a deficiency it's an advantage but i understand what you're saying europeans have taken the the typical european image and pasted it over the image of jesus it, that's not that's not accurate in my opinion I'm not a biblical scholar I'm not a historian but I would assume Jesus looks like the people that inhabit the region today but okay, to me so, it's kind of an I'm not too hung up on that okay but here's the thing that has been landed or crashed on us we have um, people encountering the European race have made have been made to see god in the image of the invader the killer the uh, the the human trafficker right and that has a psychological uh, effect on us uh as we fight for our for justice for uh liberation for freedom from your 
the concepts that the white race has put on the people that it enslaved and super exploited. I think that that is horrible. And I agree with you. Yes, Aunt. I mean, that's indefensible. I can't, I can't, I would never defend that. Let me say this real fast. I want to make a point. All right, go ahead. Um, let's get back to the skin again. And uh, pale skin. Go ahead, um. The majority of the planet, uh, zone one, zone two, some planet, so the majority of the animals on planet Earth, okay, uh, have a brown skin. All right, so pale skin is a disadvantage on planet Earth. It's just one zone, you know what I'm saying, that, that is really helpful, and that's in zone three. Okay, all right. And so the point I was making was, was that I was talking about the stealing and robbing of resources. And I don't think he would disagree with that. And the reason we know that they're in the wrong place with their hand in a cookie jar, because we're looking at their skin. They're not indigenous to Africa, right? They're not indigenous to North America, Right, and this is where they stole a lot of their resources from. So the point, so that's how we're gonna get them scientifically. Let them know we know you're out of place. We know you're out of order. You're saying you're taking other people's resources. We know this for a fact, and I'm using science to show you that because of the skin. So, 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 do you agree or disagree that Europeans are actually out of place when they're in places well, like I, Africa? Uh, I would ask I mean, him. My fault, Africa. Uh, America's stay out of place. Is everybody who is out of Africa, non-black, out of place stealing resources? He says everybody out of Africa, non-black, stealing resources. That is his uh, no, answer to. Not at all. No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. Okay, so Uncle yeah, so not at all. Not See, at all. It's, it's, it's weird having a conversation when we have to use a mediator, but I'm going to kind of speak and hopefully Uncle can hear this. The fact that people are out of Africa and they're non-black does not equate to they left to steal resources. Humans are hypermobile species and we just left Africa. I mean, they're in Asia. They're in Australia, they're in North America, they're in South America. Those people didn't leave Africa to steal resources, they just left to populate other parts of the planet. Uh, but if you're telling me, are Europeans colonialists and are they seeking um, resources from other countries? Absolutely. No, I can hear. Jamie, Jamie, hold on for one minute. Sure. Hey, Jamie, can you. um? Can you stay a little longer? I could bring Unc right in the room. That way you can see him, he can see you, and y'all can talk together. Or you got to yeah, get ready to go in a little while. I, I, I can hang on for a little bit more. I'm, I've just logged on on another website, and I'm reading the comments. So okay. you guys are. <laughs> okay, so he said yes. He said he could stay for a little longer. Um, okay, so I, I do want to say, I do wanna say one thing. And let me just say this. I don't want this to be a conversation about the white man raping and pillaging the earth. Because I think most 
progressive people can agree to that. And if this is going to be a conversation, I'm not going to defend that, and I'm not going to be someone that everybody attacks. I mean, we're not building if you just tell me everything the white man has done, and because I'm white, I, I you think I'm going to defend it. No, but Jamie, let's be honest. You asked me a question, and the second question was basically, is there something inherent in the European or the white man that allows him to do that? And I didn't go for that. I just said, look into history. It's not anything well, necessarily no, I, in, that I could put my finger on to say that it's something genetically encoded. But the fact of the matter, matter is that the history of the people outside of Africa is uh, what it is. Um, the and there is narratives from ancient um, ancient peoples, um, especially the ancient Egyptians, talking about that these people are led by their bellies. They're insatiable. They they continue um, they continue their siege on 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 other people's resources. They they look at what other people just see as symbolic uh, spiritual things. They actually see it as wealth. The African didn't have that concept. So it, I'm not talking about anything genetic, but there is a behavior that comes for the need to survive. I'm not going to get into it right now. That's not my point. Um, but my point is to answer. I didn't bring that up. Jamie, you brought it up. You Right, because what I'm, what I'm, well, you brought it up in a very kind of peripheral way. You said basically look at Europeans and see everything they've done, and it basically is ruin and disaster. So my point to you was we get in on, on a very slippery slope when we pinpoint one group of ancestry, or I'll use the term race, and we start attributing certain qualities to them, good or bad. Because, you know, that's what Hitler did. That's what white people did who enslaved black people. That's what black people have done who were calling me a cracker. I, I'm saying, how do we build and move past that? Well, we build because let's start where you, um, you said something and I let it go because the other caller was coming in, Ankh. But the issue was you said that you don't know very much about African history. Right. So, so if you don't, then you can't see the dichotomy, right? So then I have to ask you, besides the Bible, what do you know about the history of the people in the Levant? What do you know about the Hammurabi codes? What do you know about the Akkadians? What do you know about those civilizations in that, in that well, period? Besides I, I the don't Bible? know much at all. And I, I will say this. I am looking forward to reading this book by, um, let me see. Anthony Browder, okay. Nile Valley contribution to civilization. So you're going to have uh, a conversation with me, right? And in one sense, I could fall for it um, and listen to your concept of where do we go from here, right? But there's an absence of knowledge from the person that I'm talking to. And I am really, how can I say, my audience or the audience wants me to... Uh, you know, really go in. I don't because I want you, this is important for us to understand that even though you don't have knowledge of the histories of these people, you still feel that you could talk, right? Yeah. 
And, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Yes. What is the name of the conversation? It's the origin of mankind, logical fallacies, how do you determine, determine what is true, and DNA testing. Those are the subjects I came on to talk about. If you would have said, hey, Jamie, come on and let's have a, a deep conversation about African history, I would have told Son Etter, you know what, with all respect, that's not my thing. I'm not qualified to talk about that. But I am, and I'm not coming on here telling you about African history. I'm asking you. And I'm being honest saying I don't know. Okay. But, so let's go on to some of the other domains. So we did talk about the origins of uh, humanity, and we started talking about the differences about, um, we, talk, we talked about admixture, at least I talked about admixture, and the, uh, and how the other uh, uh, ethics, uh, uh, sorry, the, how the other racial groups, as they're called, come into play, and they came, um, they came through the Neanderthal. I asked you about Cervante Pabo. I told you about the Max Planck Institute. So we kind of like disagreed with that. And you said that you had to do a little bit more reading on that. Is that true? Yeah. And the reason why is some of that information is old. Some of the references were from the 50s. And I think there's just more progressive information. But the concern I had is it seems as if there's you're trying to make a link between Neanderthal DNA found in Europeans and somehow correlating that with their um, their behavior that is horrific and inexcusable. And that's where I'm just not quite seeing, I think you're saying that the white people inherently have it in them to go out and terrorize the world and enslave people, but I think you're stopping just short of saying it because it puts you on a slippery slope of we can now look at people and determine their qualities based on ancestors. Okay, but see, here's the thing. It may be a fear, Jamie. <clears throat> I really didn't say any of that. I really just said there is a history. Let's look at the history. And I did say that these are how the people, uh, these groups came into being through the admixture of the African and the Neanderthal and the Neanderthal Eve. And through that package of admixture came about the other races. And the white race is actually the last. I asked, I wanted to talk about what anthropologists talk about was the different groupings, which was the Mongoloid, uh, the, the Mongoloid group, the uh, Caucasian group, the uh, what they call the Negroid group. I wanted to talk about the classifications and see if you knew those classifications and you said that they're very very old and that they don't uh no one uses them yeah they are old and Unk, are you there i'm sorry Jamie. i'm just trying to get the other guest in. no that's fine i do want to say something about yes asian asian people um can you guys hear me or is that sound too bad? No, I can hear you. I'm just trying to okay. figure out what's going on with the other. So with Uncle I, I want to put it in perspective. Um, and this isn't meant to, to justify anything Europeans have done, but Hitler he, uh, killed about 8 million people. Yeah. Genghis Khan, who was of Asian descent, killed around 30 million people. 
say something. So if we're looking at something. history in hey, terms of I'm, who's been the worst, yeah. we've got to give it I'm, to the Asian. Okay, so real quick before the other guest gets on, um, you can't prove that Hitler killed eight million people. That is what's said. You can't you can't <clears throat> prove that. And we're not really talking about uh, Hitler. You doubt it? Huh? Do I doubt, you doubt it? that he killed? I mean, he killed at least six million. Would you agree with that? Well, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say that that what what we have is some uh, a belief. How many? How many? How many Africans? Can I ask you? How many Africans did the European kill? Probably millions. Uh, six million? Ten million? Fifty million? Twenty million? I don't know. I mean, it, in what conflict? Do you mean just throughout their history and in, in like the, beginning with the slave trade? Okay, so I'm gonna go on. I, See, I the thing know. is, the thing is, um, the thing is, sometimes when we speak, we have to we, we have to be cognizant that the other person doesn't necessarily agree mess on the numbers or anything like that. But there's another okay. person on, so I have to give up some of this time to uh, Uncle Keck, and he wants to talk about evolution and and uh and aspects of that right okay so sarnetta is going to come back on the line okay go 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 all right all right family we're gonna get it all right family oh man it's time to get it in on some powerful information um big ups to my brother reggie of course and now we got our brother uncle cat in the building uh, brother Uncle Cat, introduce yourself to Mr. Jamie, man, and let's let's start this build, another build. <laughs> so I know I say, Mr. Jamie, what's up, Jamie? Yeah, we don't want to run Jamie away, you know what I'm saying? We, we don't want to run him away. We got to first see if he got a little tough skin before we run him away, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so go ahead, brother. Know. It's fine, and I got to tell you, I, I enjoyed having a conversation with Reggie, and I, I was telling him earlier that I always thought he dignified people he spoke to, and I, I still think that. So I have a lot of respect for Reggie, um, and he says what he he says what he feels, and he doesn't try to hide it. So, and that's my point is I just want to have a conversation, let you know my perspective, and if I don't know something, I'm just going to tell you I don't know, because that's the safest thing. Yeah. So would you a Christian? No. I'm a non-believer. Right. Non-believer. Hey, um, um, he said he's an atheist. Now, I don't know if you are and you and him is the same type of atheist, but he's an atheist, um. You might want to start there. We don't gotta start there. You know what I'm saying? Um, because I ain't an atheist, I'm a real black atheist. So, you All know right. what I'm saying? I, I I mean, I'm pretty sure he studied atheism. And, and I know he know there's different types of hate. Most people don't even recognize that. All right. But I want to get back. You made the statement. You were saying that um, that I never said that all you throw resources. I just said the majority of those in power have benefited off of the stolen resources of indigenous. And I think I, I think you agree with that, right? Uh, absolutely. Now I, I'm saying. And some people, people lie, like they say, white people will lie. Black people might lie, but numbers don't lie, okay? So we did, I, I, I dealt with a gene that created a, a pale skin, a mutation uh, that deals with a pale skin. And what I was basically saying was, the way you can tell 
that the Europeans are out of place because they're out of their zone. Based off of their skin color. Most people don't even know this. I'm saying, so if I'm in a place where I just don't belong and I'm acting like I belong there, you can figure out based off of skin color, very simple, whether I belong there or not. And so you spoke of basically uh, um, Australia. Yes, Europeans went to Australia, right? And destroyed indigenous populations. So you was wrong on that because they did go there for that. And they stole resources right now. If you look at Australia right now, those aren't the indigenous people there. You feel me? They there because they stole that. Uh, and and <coughs> Christianity was the vehicle that put those people in place to steal resources. The Catholic Pope. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Pope, I uh, think it's uh, what? Pope Julian, even Pope Julian, no, Pope Alexander VI. He wrote that papers book. Okay, with the loud. Uh, European influence on the Asian discovery, you line down the map to go steal those resources. And, and I quote, whatever land did you find that does not have a Christian monarch, you can enslave the inhabitants and bring them to Christ. But these wasn't black people. These was white people doing that. So am I saying that having pale skin will cause you to act a certain way? I'm not saying that. I'm simply saying it seems to be the people with pale skin when they get together, they act a certain way when it comes to dealing with other people's resources. Am I wrong on that? Um, no, you're right. You're you're 100% right. The only thing I think I might need to clarify is when I said that Africans came out of Africa and went to Australia, that was approximately 40,000 years ago when they migrated. That was referring to the indigenous people. Yes, and they did steal resources, and that's the point. <clears throat> Let's check the behavior for it. <clears throat> so we're really talking about culture. So what culture that the Europeans followed, right, that didn't stop them from going all out on indigenous people? So when the Africa uh, ended up in Australia, there's no record of them actually killing off all the indigenous people and taking all the resources. I don't think there's no record. I'm not saying that when people migrate to other places, all these people, because that wouldn't be honest. That would be disingenuous. Because people absolutely fight. I think the major problem with the European culture is this. It was developed out of lack of communication. Uh, European tribes, uh, they didn't, they weren't very uh, communal with each other. They couldn't communicate. They had a language barrier. Whereas in Africa, have a very, very diverse language family, right? But based off of people of Hellasine, the river systems are connected, and so we had a lot of inner contact with each other, okay? And we communicated well with each other, okay? In Europe, these tribes were actually warring tribes, okay? So they developed a culture of war. I mean, this ain't no joke. I mean, you can read the book, uh, read the book Gun Steel, what is it called? Gun Steel and Journeys. He talks yeah. about that. The aggression, the aggressive nature, right? Uh, we call them the children of ice. You know, why is it? Is it because of lack of resources, fighting over resources? You know, why, why are they so aggressive? And I'm glad you agreed with that. So I don't have a problem as long as you tell the truth. See, one thing we got to realize, if a person telling the truth, no matter what color y'all, they just tell the damn truth. You know what I'm saying? So my point is, I just want to bring up the fact, fact that Europeans are people, and that's based off of scientific data. And yes, everybody has to be but, but the But the skin is the largest organ. Do you not agree to that? I'm sorry, what was that last question? The skin is the largest organ in your body. Yes, I agree. Yeah. 
Skin is the largest over your body. Which so 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 could that attribute to uh pale skin? Could that attribute to their behavior? I'm not sure if studies on that. But it is I, one I, I have a, to bring it up. I have a question have, on it. Is a study. Go ahead. What do you think about Europeans who I don't want to say breed? Intermingle, marry, have children with black people. Where do their children fall in? Are they? What do, you mean? do they have any of the European tendency in them? No, it's see, it's culture. It, it's culture. <clears throat> That's what we're really talking about here, and that is the distinguishing factor because ninety-nine percent of all humans are the same. The thing that well, really separates culture. <clears throat> I agree with that, Unc. That I That's mean, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with and that. That's 100%. The major factor. Yep, that's the major factor, culture, right? So if you got a culture to teach Bob Steele and Kate, then you're gonna pass that on to the if you got a warring culture, you know I'm saying they have no respect for other people, then that's what you're gonna so, teach. But we can just go to the Qurans in the Bible. We can tell their warring people based off of their God, they God is a murdering killing God. Okay, and, so and we know they have keep the fire burning, the sacred fire in the Bible. Tell about the sacred fire. Okay, so, keep the fire so, burning. That's the Indo-European tradition well, making off of ice people. Well, okay? let me ask you something. Why does fire is important? In the cold. In, fire is not yeah. that important in Sun people. You can let the fire go out now. We're gonna cook some food, blow it out. Up well, in let, the let ice. Me ask you something real let quick. the fire go out, that's your ass. Go ahead. Do you think that people can change culture? Do I think people can change culture? I think or people can, can be can culture change and adapt. No, no, culture has to change and adapt. And see, that's the problem. European culture has changed and adapt, right? Because watch this: it is an equal, it is equally important today, right? For that same mindset, they kidnapped African people, forced them in, into uh, forced concentration work camps. To rule a day as it was back then. That mindset has not changed. So if I agree with you, but if if culture can change, it seems right now we're on the cusp of something. It can change to be either good or bad. And like I don't even like the term. You don't like what term? Good or bad. Because you know, like what's good for you might be bad for me. Or what's bad for me. Might be good for you. And it's obvious that the kidnapping train was good <laughs> for European. Okay, well, it was bad for Africa. Okay. Well, I was so just, just kind of, I, was, I wasn't getting too, um, splitting hairs too much. I'm just kind of nuancing a point that if culture can change, let's change it for the better. And we're the ones to do it. And our children are the ones to do it. Yeah, but we ain't trusting that though. We 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 ain't going. Hey, hey, check this out. We, I, let me give you what the real problem is. Let's deal with this for real. Here's the real problem. Check this out, man. Crime against humanity. Crime against the Africans and crime against humanity. Right now, when, when Adolf Hitler did what he did to the Jewish people, right? Jeremy had to pay them people. Am I not right or wrong? When the United States uh, uh, did that to the Japanese, man, they had to pay them people, man. 
The fundamental problem here is that the Europeans refuse to pay I don't the know African. That the but they ever received anything. I, huh? I don't know that the Japanese ever received reparations for being in internment camps. They did for dropping that bomb. That they did aiding all that for dropping those bombs for Nagasaki and even still they did. They did. They did. They absolutely did. Oh, okay, yes, not did. the Japanese here interred in the United States. Actually, people living in Japan. You say what? The Japanese people who were interred in internment camps didn't receive reparation, but the Japanese people who got bombs dropped on them, that the country of Japan received financial aid, is what you're saying. No, I'm saying I thought the people over here got that too. I could be wrong. You got a source for it? Yeah, I don't, wrong, think, I don't think they did. I don't think they did, but I mean, it's. I, I take your point, and it's a good one. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, right. And so the, the, the point I'm making is, right, you can apologize all you want. You know what I'm saying? The problem is, is that they refuse to kick out that money that they know they own. You know, because, because we put in a situation based off of lack of resources, right, that it's hard to come back from. And we always find ourselves fighting to the top. And that's the point I want to make. At the end of the day, man, they got to give us that money back, man. You, you're talking about the global kidnapping trade. You know, everybody is functioning off of the backs of African people under the resources. I, I want to break in and tell you something real quick. Um, uh -huh. in, in 1988, President Reagan signed an act to give every living person that was in a Japanese internment camp $20,000 and apologized to him. So you were right. Oh, no, I you just, said what? Say it again. In um, 1988, President Reagan signed an act that gave anyone who was in an internment camp for the Japanese prisoners of war in the United States, they received uh, a formal apology in $20,000. So I, did, I just didn't want, I, just for the sake of intellectual honesty, I, I just wanted to let you know you were right. I didn't want people to think I was glossing over something. Yeah, I knew I had you. I just want to see how long it took you. So, Ankh and Jamie, so let's um, just make sure that we have all the domains of this preliminary conversation. And look, things can be a little tense and we're not out to get anybody. But we, what we are concerned about is that um, we all have to study. We all have to be accurate. We all have to know the subject that we're talking about. Otherwise, we shouldn't talk about it. So the other issue that we were talking about was... Uh, Let's just make sure oh, we were talking about DNA. We were talking about human evolution. Is there something else that we uh, should be talking about that we left out, Jamie, that you, or did you want to talk about? Yeah, I just, one of the things I, I really think is important whenever we have any of these conversations is we're not going to solve any problem or maybe not even answer any questions when we're doing a build like this. Like, I might have questions with Reggie. Reggie put me on the spot, gave me a good place to go, look at some resources. It is not valuable for me to look at him and try to bluff my way through. But it's nope. okay for me to look at him and say, you know what? I don't know. Let me research it. Let me get back to you. Thank you for giving me that information. And if I talk with Reggie again, we'll have a dialogue among people who are familiar with the subject. Um, and that's really kind of where I'm going because I look at a lot of conversations and people get hung up 
on small things and they get mired in the minutia when they could just put it off to the side, go home, research it, come back and, and have a, a civil educated conversation because I see two very, oftentimes two very smart people talk and they're dealing with minutia that is irrelevant. And it's like, I'm right, no, I'm right. And is there a way to get past that in a way where you can dig down and come up with answers? Well, we have to establish rules, right? And, um, and we have to know the domains in which we're talking about, right? And we have to make sure that what we're saying is factual or even agree or disagree. We had a conversation, for example, on who were the people inside that, uh, inside the Levant, right? The, or the biblical writers. Now, I was, I was only, there are lots of people on this board that believe that the biblical writers were black people. They, they, they are here on the board. And, uh, but because I'm talking to you and you, and all you probably studied was that the people in that region were, uh, were, I'm not going to say white, but they certainly weren't black. Or let me just ask you, were the people in that region, who were the people in that region? I don't know. I'm just asking you, just because I know that there are people on the board that are, that are, um, that are very concerned. Who was in that region? What was their, what, what, what was their, uh, culture? What was their, what was their skin color? What was their, how can I say their race? What would you say that they were? I, I would say it is whatever the people, predominant people living there now. And I would say they probably look very much Mediterranean, dark skin, dark black hair, probably not kinky. Uh, so kind of like how modern day Arabs would look. Okay, so there's lots okay, so of people on our board that absolutely disagree with you and say that they look like uh, <clears throat> the people that you're talking to now and are darker and their phenotypes were that. Uh, another group of people, that, yes. That, that's okay. I, I really don't want to get hung up on that. I mean, this is, I'll tell you, this is my opinion. And I could be wrong, but that's not my area of expertise. And to be honest, with my lack of belief system, it doesn't concern me. Okay. I don't mean it. I'm not belittling anybody else's thing, but we all have things that are our interest and that concern mm. us. And that's just one that doesn't even intrigue me. Okay. So here's the thing, Jamie. We can't hey, all get along, right? If there's an absence of knowledge, if one group is completely um, oblivious to uh, things that's going on in the world. So. Um, so that, and that's why we can't get along because it's offensive to groups of people. So I, I take them on is to say, I give them the benefit of the doubt and then let's see how far they can explain this. Um, so I, 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 um, so I offered that to you also, uh, explain who these people were. Cause we're talking about DNA, we're talking about origin of mankind and we're talking about logical fallacies. So okay, well let's 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 yeah. let's get into some of that, and I, I need to kind of wrap this up, but I do want to touch on hey, some of those Jamie, things. real quick, Jamie, you, you say yeah. can we change, right? That's, that's can we say, what? Right? You say you know can people change? Yeah, can cultures change? 
if that change benefits that certain culture. For European culture, it does not benefit them to change. You know, like, why would you give away all these resources? Why don't you give them back? What's the benefit in that? Like, that's just dumb. They're not going to give power back. You know, power's in the resources. Power's in the technology. Why would they give that back? Man, that's Let illogical right there. Like, you're not going to be holding all the cards. You say, hey, you know what? I'm going to give that back. That's illogical. I'm going to change your action for. We're not expecting anybody to give anything back. At a certain point in time, we had to step up and do what we're supposed to do to get that back. And this right. is through I, food, clothing, and shelter. You know what I'm saying? Education, right? And, and take personal accountability for everything that we do. We're not even dependent on y'all to change. We're not worrying about whether uh, 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 other groups of people change. We're willing to make a change to make sure that we help and benefit ourselves in what we do because all living organisms on planet Earth do just that. You take care of home first. You take care of community second. Then you look to the world and see what you can do. We got that shit back. So no, Jamie, I don't think y'all anytime soon based off of the massing of trillions of dollars. I don't think that change is coming anytime soon. Well, I'm not waiting. Okay, so Jamie, before first, we go, how many how many more minutes do you have so we can give you so we can um, give you the time to to for our community to understand how people like you actually think about uh, the 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 work or the topics that we are dealing with. This whole thing of logical fallacies was something that we really didn't deal with. Uh, yeah, and that's that, that could be a more specific conversation. I, I have about another fifteen minutes, and let me just put everybody's mind at ease. I'm not sitting on billions of dollars. Of course, not. I make a very I make a very modest living, and my kids are going to community college, and mm -hmm. um, you know I work hard. So in many respects, we're in the same struggle, which is a class struggle. Thanks. You know, there has been the disappearing middle class, and I would say that people who have achieved wealthy status and power in this society, they're not going to get rid of it. You're right. They're not going to give it up. But so we have to take it back. And when I say we, I'm including all of us. And for young black people, I would say get an education, go to school. If you don't like what your professors are teaching, be a professor. And um, that's how you, you take it back if no one will give it to you. Jamie, and I know that's easier said than done. I'm not. Jamie, I'm not yeah, trying to. It's, it's more than a class struggle. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a race struggle. It's a. It's about uh, the resources of the world. Africa is the breadbasket of the world right now, and the populations on this earth are growing. And the one continent that has the most resources is the continent of Africa. So you have a million Chinese in Africa. You have U.S. bases now in Africa. You have the whole world in Africa. It ain't about no class struggles. It is about uh, people controlling the resources. I'm just saying. Um, and so that's why when we hear stuff like that, we absolutely have to toss that, right? So what is it, because you seem to see us together. There is some common struggles humanity has, like weather, <laughs> like food. But the fact of the matter is there are um, people and companies and people in power that want to control water, air, 
food, seeds, quality of food, housing, and everything. So you now we are Africans and we are experts on on how people have oppressed us. You you say you live in a modest Jamie, I don't want to be disrespectful to you. I don't. But you say Go you live it. in modest, right? <laughs> Your people wasn't bought here in in and uh you had a head start. We were bought here as, as chattel slavery. If you are modest, you need to talk to your fellow white man about how you can get up because that's what the other white people do. That's what this president, how this president got elected. He went to the nationalist body of people who are disenfranchised and says, we're going to make America white again. So remember that conversation we had earlier and you said, who thinks like that? Who talks? Who Those terms are outdated. Absolutely not. Because this is what this election is about. So I got to say something. I got to jump in because <clears throat> you're hitting on a bunch of points. And if I don't address them, it's going to seem like I agree with you. When I talk about certain phrases and terminology and, and specifically in anthropology, anthropologists don't use those terms anymore. Like race and primitive, those it, the modern day people do, but anthropologists don't. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my history, and I don't want to get too much into it. Uh, I'm going to tell you one, two stories. Uh, one is my background. My, I was raised by a single mother. My dad went to Vietnam, came back, and was screwed up, abandoned us. <laughs> so he would come back just in, you know, to impregnate my mom and leave, give me another brother. So we grew up poor, we grew up on welfare, and I never had, I had a few positive role models in my life, but I didn't live in the Leave it to Beaver uh, TV show. I don't want any of you to think that. No, what? You know, what? <laughs> but, but I also understand. Leave it to Beaver. Yeah, Yo, you funny. Have you, have you heard yeah. of that show? Yeah, I have, but a lot of people looking at me. I ain't never heard of leaving. <laughs> well, I'm dating. I'm dating myself. Um, but the point yeah. is that it, it was not a perfect life. But I realized that I had advantages uh, that other people don't have because of my skin color. And I'll give you a perfect example. With my first wife, one time, she's Hispanic, and she wanted to go to an oldies concert. So we're waiting to go into this oldies concert and they're checking everyone to go in line. They're checking bags, patting people down. And I walked up and the security guard just kind of ushered me through. And ironically, I sat down and realized I had a knife in my back pocket. I mean, that's the reality. Mm -hmm. So I understand that situations like that happen. But I also, on the same, by the same token, didn't live this life where everything was handed to me either. So what I'm trying to do with my children, with friends, is to be positive and to work toward something better with everybody. And I know that sounds kind of pie in the sky, but I don't know how else you bring about change. Education. Oh, wait, I want to say, I, someone asked if I've ever... Someone asked if I've ever slept with rats in my house chewing on my toes. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> so. Okay. So I, wanna, 
I want to add. That something. was enough so I want to add something to the discussion. So they're on the hey, American hey, Journal, the American Journal of Physical Anthropology. Uh, it is the official journal journal of the American Association for of Physical Anthropologists. There's an article, pretty recent, anthropologist views on race, ancestry, and genetics. And just to read the abstract, which I'm not, but you're going to see that um, there is an open controversy. There's open discussion. These are these concepts of race and uh, ancestry and genetics and all of those still are still live in live debates, whether you hear it or not. They are still um, they are still discussing it, and they're looking at over maybe maybe uh, I think at one point they're looking at the last 40, uh, 40 years or so. So okay. um, so how can I say some of it, some of what you're saying uh, <clears throat> about classifications may have changed, but the fact of the matter is, Jamie, is that people if people are uneducated, right, then they're uneducated so they're not they don't have the resources that you think that they have to be making the the um the the determinations that you're making they're uneducated so if you're right. uneducated if white america has is largely uh is not as educated as uh, um as america portrays so these notions of race and are, are still lively um in it whether and then they're they're professionals, they're uh, anthropologists and genetics and um, they're um, doctors, medical doctors. They still believe in the inferiority of the African as far as his mental capacity. Uh, and then and then, like I was trying to say before, if you read CNN, uh, and you look up President Trump says to the UN that many of his friends go to Africa to get rich. You can look that up. I, I believe it. And okay. I, I, you, Reggie, I, I'm not disputing what you say. And I know that race is a term that is used predominantly nowadays. And it, but it has a very specific connotation. It's not a biological term. It's a social term that we kind of so I, w I would like to ask both of you a question, and I know this might seem off topic, and there's no hidden agenda behind it. Have, you know, I talked about education. Oh boy, what's... <laughs> um, hey, I want you to have a... Hey, Reg, give me a minute to put these in there too. All right. Hey, Reg, you see any... Did you guys um, have any positive role models growing up, like... Did you have anyone tell you, I believe in you, even when you don't believe in yourself? Believe I can fly. Uh, of course. <laughs> I mean, we've had, we've, um, uh, but the way it Cold, works, man. the way it works, Jamie, is that uh, people say, uh, believe that so that you don't feel the pain of your condition and you don't try to change it. So, yes, there's always ministers and teachers no, and, and forget but, ministers yeah but there are a number of people in society yeah, oh, oh, oh. there are a number of people in society that do that but what point does it serve they don't tell you how to take power they just tell you pretty much how to um basically submit so yes, okay so, here's the yes. here's the point 
Can I answer yeah. that question? Yeah, go on. Go for it. I want to hear. Yeah, it. my father was was definitely an influence and a positive role model. Um, my uncles too. So I had uncles that would come and pick me up uh, from the babysitter. Uh, so my, my father was in my life. My uncle, like my aunts. You know what I'm saying everybody was you know, so contrary to believe uh, black families had positive role models outside of the drug group, outside of the football players, outside of the basketball players, you know what I'm saying, outside of the white people that some kind of way, I don't know how they do it, they always get the best athletes and let them stay with them. Oh, boy, that's a good one. I'd like to get an explanation on that. How is it that some football players that are black, some kind of way Europeans come in and have to let them stand at home until they I'm talking. I ain't mess with you. <laughs> but yeah, man, we had positive. I had uh, most black families had positive role models. I'm gonna get that out there. You gotta stop saying that well, black people don't have positive role models, and everybody looks at it. No, that's not the truth. So the majority of black people are a law-abiding citizens, and they do have positive role models. It's just the deficit that has been created by the transplant little kidnapping trade, forced march. Uh, uh, forced concentration camps, right, is what we always trying to combat. You know what I'm saying? And so you're right, it's going to take a collective effort from the kidnapper, right, and those who've been kidnapped to turn this thing around. It's going to take people like you, James. See, we ain't never worried about people like you. Because those people like you who've been on the goddamn front line. The problem is, you can't stop them. You know what I'm saying? We don't worry about you. Hopefully you're gonna you're gonna give your uh, children an education that's gonna be favorable, to understanding human beings. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully yes. you'll do that. So you know what I'm saying so. I mean, today we're not really worried. That they're not who we're worried about. We're worried about the well, people who run around and thinks that the so color of the skin. What's the second part of this? Where's this leading to? Because okay, so what? Positive role models. All right. That's the well, I'll answer it. You gotta let me answer it though, because I don't have much time here. Um, the the one thing I was going for is there's a couple of things that we can all do, to, and I'm gonna, you know, forgive me if I sound preachy. There's all th there's things we can do to to bring about social change. First thing is education, above and beyond everything. And I'm not saying go to school to get a higher degree just for a higher degree. You can kill bugs, you can work on air conditioning units, you can be a window washer, and you can be highly educated. But the second, so that's the first thing, get educated. The second thing is have strong family. And the third thing is encourage each other. When you see someone, tell them, I believe in you. I, you know, I know that you're worth something, and I know that you can go on and be, do great things. And when I see men like you in the community doing that, even though I might disagree with some things, um, I got to give you a lot of respect for that because that's how we build communities and we make the world a better place. So, Jamie, my answer to that is that it's all about power. Well, we exercise power in the sphere we can. Well, let me. I can't change the world. No, you can't change the world. Populations but can maybe change we can the world. empower. We can empower the youth to go out and change the world. Okay, so my uh, where my people are, the majority of my people are where we have the most potential power is in the city. Cities control everything: your education, cities control all the domains that you talked about: food, shelter, clothing, jobs, 
all of those things happen in the cities, right? Cities also control laws. Um, they make laws, they control commerce. Um, when we control all those things in that domain, uh, we could uh, have a environment in which we can exercise a better quality of life. It doesn't come by with people holding hands like me and you and singing Kumbaya. It comes, it, it comes by people changing the laws. I'm not, and you know, uh, Jamie, I've been uh, very polite and I'm not disrespectful, but it's not about individual people. It's about values, interests, and principles. And it's certainly about laws and the ways laws are interpreted, right? When you have, when you have uh, 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 sessions saying that he is not going to, uh, the, the, the United States uh, Attorney General saying that he is not gonna try the six officers that killed Freddie Gray in Baltimore, right? You, um, that's someone exercising power. We don't think that, that, that those lives matter. However, in the cities, we have enormous amount of potential. So we, we, we have to, uh, it's not about you, Jamie. It has nothing to do with you. So I appreciate you trying to help us. Jamie. Don't say help us, bro. Yeah, wait, Jamie, Jamie, we don't need your help. I know. I know you don't. Right, and we don't and actually I, I even need your suggestions. What we really need is just to deal with the, the concept of the topic, right? This is not a moral conversation that we're having. We were talking about DNA, Neanderthals, uh, you know, human origins, and logical fallacies. I hope this conversation doesn't. And then we were talking about uh, people impacted by uh, environments that lead them to things like that. But I'm not. But you keep, you keep bringing the conversation back to that. <laughs> I'm bringing, no, because I'm only bringing it back because you was trying to give me some moral ethical solution that we were going to hold hands in Kumbaya. No, if you want to have a scientific conversation about, about um, the origin of mankind, every time I give you an answer, you flip it and want to give social repercussions. So I was just going on your train of thought. No, it's because, Jamie, it's because I asked you about Savante Pablo I asked you about the Max Planck Institute. I asked you about genome since, um, sequencing. I asked you, um, we talked about the uh, Neanderthal Eve. And, oh, and so- But you needed, what you should have did is you should have, and, and I'm gonna be a little critical here. You should have said, let's have a very precise conversation about the role Neanderthals played in the European evolution. Then I could have said, maybe I don't know that much about them. I need to do my homework. Let me call you in a week. Um, well, you can call me in a and, week. And look, I feel, I feel kind of <laughs> like, I don't want to say you blindsided me because that's a little strong, but I do think that you're getting off topic, and you, I can be your, your punching bag if you want. But I think I'm agreeing with most of what you say. So we're having this kind of reasoning where you're complaining and telling me everything bad. Europeans have done and I'm going okay yeah I agree no so let's only move in the let's... context only in the context so what were you just saying to us a few minutes ago you were trying to do a kumbaya so you weren't on the topic yourself but I'm just saying I'm trying... I looked at the topics I'm, trying... I'm sorry go ahead Reggie I looked at the topics 
The only thing that we really didn't talk about too much is logical fallacies, and we didn't talk about uh, epistemology as much as we should do. How do you determine what is true, what is not? We could have done more yeah. on the domains epistemology, uh, cosmology, axiology. We could have did more on those things. And Jamie, we want you to come back. You're not a punching bag. We. I'd love we, to come back. Yeah, we. Yeah, you're a punching bag, Reggie. <laughs> well, and I, I wasn't. <laughs> you know, I wasn't trying to make a kumbaya or give a speech. I just, yeah, I'm know. trying to wrap it up, but I just want to let you know that I think a, a conversation between men is productive, not yeah, me trying to prove you wrong or you trying to prove me wrong, because you can ask me about things and definitely prove that you know more than I do. And I have areas where I know more than you do, I'm sure. But that's not common ground. That's well, just being Common ground is a preliminary conversation hey, hey, to hey, find hey, out hey, what hey, the domains hey, are. Hey, that's hey, the, hey, that's hey, the common hey, ground. Real fast, yeah, Jamie. Right, Reggie. Wait, let's get okay. back to that pale skin of yours real quick. Let's deal with that. So you, you were talking about how the advantages and disadvantages of pale skin. Was you saying it was an advantage or disadvantage? It's an advantage. In in sir, okay, so can I bring this reference, this source into you? It's called anthrop anthropology. Okay. Appreciating human diversity. It's 2000. Yeah, what was what was the what was the last name? Anthropology. Oh, here you go. I'm still not seeing it. I, I need to let me catch the last name, Ankh. Oh, here you go. Got it. Got it. K O T T A K. You probably get this for five dollars on which uh, one? I think it's uh, two thousand and fourteen or fifteen. Right? Okay, I want to come to the section on page one twenty three. We talk okay. about so so this is what anthropology says about fair skin and dark skin. So we're talking about dark skin. Let's deal with the advantages of dark skin. Okay. Uh, first of all, dark skin melanin is a natural sunscreen. So we know that all brown people have a natural sunscreen. And we know the, ma the majority of the planet is exposed to a uh, heavy concentration of sunscreen. Okay? Now, advantage. In the tropic, it out UVA, reduces susceptibility to folic destruction. Okay? We know folic is a vitamin. Okay? And thus, NTD. That's neural tube. Uh, disorders, including spinal bifida, uh, prevention of sunburn, and thus enhancing sweating, right, and thermal glutation. That's uh, T-H-E-R-M-O-R-E-G-U-L-A-T-I-O-N. It says reduces disease susceptibility. I say it says reduces disease susceptibility. So people with brown skin, right, they have a reduction in disease susceptibility. Okay, brown skin. Now, it also reduces the risk of skin cancer. Now, let's deal with the disadvantages of having brown skin. Okay, disadvantages of having brown skin is saying outside the tropic reduces absorption. Okay, another disadvantage here, it says increases susceptibility to rickets and osteoporosis. Okay, uh, cultural um, alternatives. Foods, so we need to eat foods, heavy in vitamin D supplements. All right, now 
Let's come down to light skin or pale skin. Okay? Now, uh, first thing it says is no natural sunscreen. Right? So Europeans don't have a natural sunscreen. It goes back to my point on where they probably should be. Okay? Now, now I'm not saying they don't have the right to where they want to go, but I'm just saying they don't have the right to go in places and still resource. Right? And I use to ensure that they're out of their zone. Now, advantage to having pale skin. It says outside the tropic admits UVA rays. It says body manufactures vitamin D and dust prevents rickets and osteoporosis. That's the only advantage pale skin gives you. And let's deal with the disadvantage of having pale skin. It says increased susceptibility to folic destruction and dust to NTEs, which is the old tropism, including spinal fibers, impaired genesis. That, that's a reduction in sperm of cells in the male. That's why we talk about low birth rate amongst Europeans because they're out of their zone. Because the, because the UVA rate is attacking the sperm. So they have no sperm, right? They, you can read the that's in mice. Now let me keep going. Also, um, increased susceptibility to sunburn and thus impaired sweating and poor thermal relation. You know, that's sweating. You have poor. I mean, you're, you're not letting out enough sweat, right? You know, that's a disadvantage in colder areas, those sweat freeze up, right? Now, let me keep going. It also says increased disease susceptibility. So, so, so when people make a statement that Europeans uh, you, you know, uh, uh, have a high level of disease susceptibility, you know, that's not a racist statement. That's a scientific statement. Most people don't even know that. This is what scientists say. Goes on to say, Increased susceptibility to skin cancer, right? Uh, cultural alternatives, stay inside, shelters, sunscreen, lotion, folic, folic acid supplements. You know what I'm saying? It says whites still have more NPD. All right, and so let me just give you what the scientific says about uh, pale skin. You know what I'm saying? So we don't have to make up. That's why I get mad. Start making up shit. We don't have to make up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, biology is a very, very important subject, uh, studied by all scientists around the world. I hate that statement that uh, white science, what does think white science? It's just science, and science shows and proves, right? It's just statement of saying that, well, pale skin wasn't this bad. Nah, man. It's a source, it's a reference. So I would okay. say. Okay, so I, I, I do want to address this because you, you read out of an anthropology textbook, and I, I agree with everything you said. But what is the consequence of, of that information? If you're the telling me white people are out of their zone, or that maybe certain white skin color brings about certain maladaptive effects, okay. But what what's what point is okay? There? So I, I I can um I can add, but I just want to check your time, right? So how long can you be on the show now? Or yeah, I I really got to get you guys. I. Okay. So stayed on longer than I needed yeah, so, to. Jamie, we would like you back. You can Time's your, up, time to go. You can bring your friends. You can bring any associates you want. Um we're not uh how can I say we didn't call any names. We what we're doing is talking about history and people. So don't take crazy. it personal, right? Don't take it personal because we the guests that you were speaking to, we didn't do any but we are talking about 
history. So any scholars that you have that you would like or any of your colleagues or any of your students or we want, because I think education is part of the solution that you want. So let's, um, let's educate ourselves and I'm pretty sure most of the guests that's on our side well, we we actually handle issues uh, in a in a in a scholarly way. Not all of us, but most of us. So we appreciate your time. Uh, we have lots of references, lots of resources. Um, well, why don't why don't you do this? I'm gonna, I'm going to log off right now. But if there's anything that we talked about that you referenced or you think I should read, shoot me an email and I'll, I'll follow up <laughs> on my end. Okay, just. Uh, just the uh, next time we'll, we'll, we'll see if we could uh, compartmentalize the topics a little bit better, but we're just building, right? So right. when you first build, build off, for the first time, you go a little off topic, right? Yeah. And we get to see what people want to talk about and what they don't want to talk about, right? Nothing That's right. personal, just business. Have, have Well, I think it's personal. And I think it's good. Personal. I don't think it's bad. So anyway, you guys take care. Very nice meeting you. Tell Ankh I said bye. I don't see him, but uh, Sonetta Reggie, thanks again. Okay, um, Sonetta heard that. Uh, to the next time, Jamie. Hey Reggie. Hey Reggie. Where you at, Reggie? There you go. Let's do this. I'm here. This oh, Ankh is not playing. No, I ain't playing. Y'all see this, right? <laughs> Got them high top. Y'all already know what it is, man. I have you wear oh, <laughs> all man. day, every day. Man, that's the that power Gucci boy, huh? Huh? Abdu. Yeah, look at that leather. That's nice leather, man. Huh? Abdu. That's straight, man. So he left. That really black and gray, man. Oh. All right. So hit. All right. So you're up. You can go to Amaral right? Or you can go to Abdu Wear. Dot com. A B D. J U E A R. Playing on the clock. Mm. What clock, sir? So, Unc, let's Hey, uh, hey Reggie, you let's, know we got a cultural center now, right? Uh, no, I heard that you opened up in a, a store, a cultural center. Cultural center bookstore, man. Hey, if y'all in the area, man, y'all come on down and support. You know what I'm saying? So, so one thing about Pseudo, there, yeah, brother Reggie, Pseudo ain't got no spot like we got in Atlanta, bro, for the scholars. You know I mean, that spot for people like you, bro, that's home. You know what I mean, that, that that's based off the help yeah, that you I'm, gave me. I'm looking. All right, for, that's home. For, that's home for Reg. That's I'm, based off of you sitting I'm at the footsteps. Looking to come to your culture center. I'm looking forward to coming to Atlanta. I need. Yeah, to, that's right. I need to get uh, out of New York for a little while, but I'm watching. Yeah. Weather. I'm watching the weather right now. I ain't going nowhere. Hey, hey, Reggie. <laughs> hey, Reggie. Guess what? Hey, Reggie. Guess what? What? Fucking booked. Oh, oh yeah. We books. Let's get that straight, Reggie. Oh, and we ain't got. Hey, we don't need nobody to bring, bring our damn self in. So I'm bringing you in, Reggie. <laughs> Well, that's yeah, uh, this, let's is, do that. this is this is real great that it's uh that we have a base for scholarship in Atlanta, so right. this is uh so yeah. we definitely need it in a black city, right? Because we need to bring in a black city. city back. You always and, talk about that, Reggie. I mean, look at your black city plans for this. 
You know what I mean? I'm just found that they're going to play. And to be serious, I mean, people have taken other people's money. That's just cut the goddamn right? People take money acting like they're going to build this and build that. We've seen it a lot now, right? Niggas talking about, we're going to build a daycare, take take $11,000, and then the shit disappear, and we ain't seen the daggone daycare. Right? Where's those guys at? We you know what I'm saying? Where's wanna, those guys that take money and don't build nothing? Where's, where's that at? We don't even want to so you know, talk about them. Finish, so what we, we do want to do, what we do want to talk about is this cultural center because it looks like a great addition to all the work that we do and that the, uh, they can go there and the books are right there and uh, the resources are right there. And so I think that that's to educate people. I think that that's the way to go instead of talking about uh, the flat earth people and stuff like that. I, I'm not dealing with that. But a quick question to you, Ankh. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's just do a quick recap on this uh, conversation uh, for the people. So, what were your takeaways? Uh, man, I think, uh, hell, I think, I, I think you proved our point, yo. To be honest with you, I mean, you wasn't disagreeing with it, and that's what I've been trying to say. That that the things that we be talking about that everybody can't be shit and be mad at us, yo. Oh well, man, educated, so we right, right? I mean, that's just proved that point right there, yo. That just proved the point. Yeah. I mean, really, like, come on, man. Yeah. I mean, come on, yeah. I um, I'm looking forward. Uh, some people think that uh, that uh, Jamie is infiltrating the site. Uh, I think a lot what? of people watch. Let's go. I, th- I think, yeah, I think a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of people. Uh, you know, they go into this uh, fear attack and stuff like right. that. This is uh, America. This is the internet. But the fact of the matter is, can the scholars that so-called bang on each other can we have a conversation with the external with the external groups, right? That and could we could we show dope. our domains? So that is so they don't want so if we brought them onto the uh channel Ankh, what they'll find out the other people will find out is that we are ready for this intellectual warfare there you go ready. Th- that's Bring it out, that's man. it and so there are a lot of people who actually tried to follow my conversation with him um there's um listen if he says he doesn't know a subject or he doesn't know it's no reason for beating a dead uh horse um, if he says he doesn't know a domain, uh, my job is just to pretty much find out what he knew, what was his analysis to kind of help us uh, in, in, in the work that we do. Because oftentimes we're banging on each other almost to the, almost to the death, almost to the death against each other. So then when we bring somebody on of another persuasion, then our community, oh, he's infiltrating, he's an right, agent, right. he's this or that. But this scared is goddamn America. You scared shop in their stores <laughs> and you're scared. We're not scared. We're well-trained. I'm a very well-trained individual and I know these domains and I know this topic. And so there you have it. So what else, Uncle, you want to say? Hey, man, I'm just showing the street game right here, yo. We're taking it to another level, yo. I have you, man. That's what, no, you come, you got to cut me off, Reggie. When I was saying, yo, what we want to do is, we, <laughs> I know you ain't want to call no <laughs> But hell, this is awesome. You know why, Uncle? Because I don't have what? a cultural center and I don't have a shoe store. I don't That's have much true, to talk man. about when it comes to that. 
Reggie, I'm that's, on my that's knees, not, bro. <laughs> it's not true, Reggie. I built this for the African Senate and Real Scholarship, man. Man, this is based on all the help, you know what I'm saying, that the brothers and sisters give me over the years, man. I mean, you was a number one supporter of the Mirage Squad. Let it be known. Actually set at the feet of Dr. Ben and Johnny Clark. Like, when we say set at the feet, we mean call that nigga up and have a conversation on the phone. That's what we talking about when we say set at their feet. We don't mean actually set at their feet. We say you picked up the phone and you had in-depth conversations with them on African and African ideas. That you was in their presence. Matter of fact, I posted the old video that you gave me a couple years ago. I had to repost that again, right? How many people looking at this right now has ever been on the same platform with Dr. Ben teaching and speaking? Man, you the last, bro. Let's just get all that straight. They don't even know what they're looking at when they look at you, Reggie. So I'm saying, people like you, so I'm never, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the whole Amaral squad, MVP, Dagger squad, have inspired us to make sure we defeat the pseudo, right? Because the arrows are flying and the pseudos are crying. You can't spaceship a damn building, that's for sure. So all y'all space events, where's your building at? I got you. Now, I got you. I got a place for everybody to go. You can be a Hebrew. You can come in and get some Bible. We're gonna have we're gonna have a serious Bible. We're gonna have like the chronology, the study of the Bible. Look, look at that. Chronology study Bible. Alright? We're gonna have that. We're gonna have this. Most of you know about that. We're gonna have the Hebrew study Bible. Learn some Hebrew, learn some Greek, Don Concordance. Alright? We'll be doing stuff like that. We're gonna do stuff like this for you. Look, uh, the archaeological Bible. Look, study Bible. We're gonna have these books in there. We're gonna ask our Hebrew friends, you know, you know what Hebrew books do you want there? I know y'all want this in there. Hey, love this book right here. Look, hey, love this look, man. Hey, love this. Look. Ah, from Babylon, that text box too. You know why we're gonna have these books in there? Because it's a book. We're gonna have all these books. Look, Reggie. We have intensive books. Look at this. Look. See this? All these. All these. So, me and Sonetta is going to have to take a trip. Uh, yeah, Sonetta coming down. Yeah. Uh, Sonetta Studios on the road and go down to Atlanta. And, uh, and we're happy to have uh, contributed to uh, the recognition of, of your great work and the work of the Army. No, 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 no. It's yeah. our great book. Uh, everybody it does. Everybody has to add to the story, and because right. um, I'm not into consciousness anymore, I'm into I'm into committed, right? In the, and it's, in the and so What's this, got too many people What's conscious this? of every goddamn right. thing right. and not committed What's to this, nothing, and up, then you uh, then we have a uh, uh, you know we have a show like Black News 102, which is the best show. Right. Right yep. now, for young black people, that's a nice shirt. Where's when is the hog? Where's the Sarah shirt? I want the Sarah shirt. You never, you know, you didn't, sing, you didn't give me a Sarah shirt. But look at the oh, show yeah, right now. This show is able to bring in all type of uh, intellectual conversations right here. And guess what? Y'all still hate Sarnetta. Y'all still hate his platform. <laughs> I know Sarnetta hates your ass too. And uh, you know, and even though, even though Sarnetta hate most of you for doing that, he love you enough. 
he loved you enough to have uh, a show on economics with Brother Garfield and Sister Monica and shout out to them. Yeah. Shout Cheryl out to them, man. Others. Huh? That's right. Hey, sh shout out to them. The year on Saturday TV. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that's real. Yep. And shout out to the Voice of Fire, Sister Nine, man. Shout out to Smash Drive World. Yes, shout yeah, out man. to the whole Army Raw squad. So we we are rebuilding. We that, took a fall from we took a fall from the suit. Why you gonna come here on my shout outs, man? Why are you gonna do me like that? Oh, because I shout out to Brother Reggie and his Black City Plan. That ain't gonna that you look at you trying to play me, right? <laughs> he trying to play me, right? <laughs> Hold on, man. Hey, we got the Black Power Wars too coming. Yeah, you know I'm saying some people like them, some people don't. I think it's a, 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 a opportunity. You got Brother Sarnetta on the board this year. All right, let's 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 pray that you win this. this. <laughs> and no, here's the thing. So you know, your first impression is your sometimes your last impression. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Your first impression I, hey, is your last impression. So here's the thing. Yeah, well, come on, man. I, I love the fact that Sarnetta is on the board this year, Reggie, and and and, and maybe next year we. Our black asses be up for no award or something. I mean, yeah. hell, we deserve it. Especially you. Hey, like, listen, like this check this out. People think you Look, I support them. I don't want an award from them, but I support them. I don't do it, Reggie. Maybe I don't up, want an award. award. Award for me and my life's work? Like, again, I sat on the stage with Dr. Penn and Dr. Clark, Dr. Riketti uh -huh. Amin, Dr. Jacob Carruthers, right? Dr. Leonard Jeffries. I don't need an award. <laughs> I don't Wait, need an hey. award. I got my life award, but I support them. But once you play that game, right, mm -hmm. then you got to deal with the game that you play. If you want to say, oh, this person is boring, this person is, uh, well, the people are not with them. It's not about the people. It's information. Boy, hey, it's Reggie. Information. Hey, Reggie, hold on. Let me shout out to one of my favorite people, man. The Shashu Monty Matter next man. Let me, hey, we waiting on this response right here. All right, to walk away. We're waiting on this. We're waiting, and we're going to be waiting. Yeah, we also wait for my man, True Islam. Yeah, saw got him. Well, on that head. See, we picking out the top contenders and finishing them off. It is what it is. Yes, yes, yes. We're calling them out one at a time. Yeah, hey, Divine Prospect, I see you. I see you. Well, you up next, son. We're going to test your heroism. Yeah, but you know, you know, Divine Prospect, a lot of people, a lot of people did not support Brother Reggie, who has one of the best Medu Nature classes uh, that you could for the lowest cost that I was offering and just for the love. But do you know that uh, Brother Divine Prospect is going to take my course? And if he takes my course... If he take no, I promoted it many times with Sarnetta. One time, one time, yes, we did a we did a promotion, Sarnetta, and I could say one time seven. I we didn't do it continuously, but one time seven people came to the show. Seven, I mean, seven people came to the teaching. I can't do that with seven people. But Divine Prospect is going to take my course. All right, man. Whatever. Let me make this point. Like, you're a hell of a speaker. Hey, you know who else is a metanetic reader? They don't know, man. Kalam. Shout out to Kalam, man. Okay. Shout out to Kalam. Plain and simple. All right. Who else I forget? Black Ice TV in London. We got to shout Black Ice TV. Hey, hey, hey. Black Ice TV, man. Thank you for bringing our products over there, man. Black Ice TV, man. 
All right, who I forget? All the sisters, sister Empress Segment, sister Side, all the sisters, sister Sci-Fi, Doctor Yaya. I haven't seen her in a while. Uh, sister Monica, sister Cheryl. Um, Sinet is looking for sister Segment, so let her know. Naya, Doctor Maad, Doctor Tyreen Wright. Man, we got. Man, we didn't we didn't put the sisters Godfather. on the map over here. Hold on, niggas footwear. I'm gonna give a shout out to niggas footwear, the Godfather, Tariq, the Godfather, niggas footwear, man. Yo, he bringing the act brand to the light. All right, man. Y'all know the last spokesperson, big ass footwear, man. All right, so so we ain't even the family. Yeah, man. We just got our own line, man. Oh, brand. You know how we get it, man. That's Abuel A. D D J U W E A R dot com. Man, got the pre orders, man. Y'all know what it is, man. Well, they coming. High tops. Yeah. Simple. Abject simple. And so, um, listen, I gotta go soon. Peace to the fam. Yeah, I, I just appreciate me. I'm out there too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and um, oh, and Sunday. And we're Love Son. Ain't no son uh, on the boards no more. Oh, Shout out to on. Love Son. Hey, hey, son. Hey, I'm up for hey, Reggie. You know what I almost forgot, yo? What? My number one team, man. The Massey Clan boy. All right? Black Panther. You know what I'm saying? All right? Black Panther was good, man. Thought I was going for any of lovely boxes. Q up. You know, we got a lot of books to for too, man. You might as well get that shit. Y'all joking. Y'all talking crazy. Man, if you're going to be a stop, you got to write books, man. Hey, oh, oh, Uncle Cuts. Authentic guy to Africa. Coming out 300 pages. It's coming. Yep, we write the bookstore. Mm-hmm. All right, Reggie, look, man. I appreciate everybody. Hey, all my haters, too, man. <laughs> all my haters, too. In closing, in closing, thanks Sorry. for tuning out. Sarnetta, do you want to close out? In closing, thanks for tuning in. Oh, Sarnetta coming to close out? Yeah, keep going for 19 minutes. I got 19 minutes on the clock. Uh, 19 seconds, I mean. Okay, so, you know, Sarnetta in that chess game. But look, on behalf of uh, Black News 102, Sarnetta's coming to close out, give you a theme song or something like that. But look, we want we want a panel conversation with the other people. And we're not here to beat up on people because we want something bigger for the people, right? So we want an intellectual conversation with their best. So this is not about beating up a person or two. What we want to do is we want to have a full conversation that our people can say that we just don't study in a closet, that we need the best material that Uncle Keck and his team is up to date, right? That Brother Reggie's up to date. And so don't, 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 don't confuse what we're doing because you just want to be angry with the person you deem as the oppressor. No, we're trying to broaden our audience and, and, and show our people that we're worth our salt, that we are experts in our field. You wanna hate. Hey Reggie, hold on man. People act like this the first time that, that you had a European. Let, 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 let me tell you what you did for me, man. We was at the museum. Oh, what's the name of the museum? 
the, uh, the Museum of Natural History. Of, um, no, York. not that. Yes, yes, yes. Do y'all got that video, man? Where, where that video at? All right, I'm ready. Let me close out. Oh, you lost over there, son. Hey, you know you lost. All right, my man, Unk, man. Good to see you. Good to have you back on the platform. You know what it is. This is your brother, Sarnet. I had a good time over there while I'm listening to y'all. Y'all going in over here. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's not always. Sometimes we don't always have to act crazy right. when other nationalities get here. We got to Man. show other people that we can deal with other... See, because a lot of people already think, for some strange reason, that we scared to have an intellectual conversation with a European or maybe somebody else. And then when we do have that, there's always people ready to talk and talk crazy. Oh, look at the white boy on the platform. Why he got that? Man, you know, we got the... A lot of people, like Reggie said, don't be afraid now. Because you see a white boy on the platform. What the hell are you afraid of? Deal with him intellectually. See if you got what it takes to defeat him. It's like a chess game. That's the way I look at it. I approach everything like a chess game. You make a move, I got to do my best to make the best goddamn move. Same way in life. Same way in life. You make a wrong move out there, that could be your life. That could be your life out there on the street. Right or wrong, huh? Or, or credibility, like my brother Dr. Reggie just said. Yep, facts. You, hey, hey, Reggie, you need to have more. I, I'm saying, listen, you know, you know, sometimes I get mad when pseudos run rap. But I mean, you know, pseudos at home too, right? But, 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 but to think that you can't have other nationalities on the platform is crazy. Uh, it's an intellectual conversation at the end of the day. As a matter of fact, man, that's why the team was actually built to deal with the rest of the world. No Japanese, Chinese, Europeans. The scholarship was built for all of that, man. And that, that's in the likes of the candy piazza there for our finger. You know, we just built for this stuff. Sometimes everything can't be how the screen. Yeah, that's a fact, bro. So everybody want how the don't tune in when I come in. All right, because I ain't got an hour for I got a cultural center and bookstore. To build, all right. So yeah, man, make sure y'all see y'all list of books y'all might want to have in that bookstore too. All right, make sure y'all. Um, yeah, but hold books. on, I think I got a um a couple of people might want to ask you a couple of questions. All right, good. So yeah. we're gonna let them do that. Um, it's your yeah. chance, family, to call in. You already know the number six four six six seven six seven one four seven. Call in. Please it's respect. your time now. Be respectful. <laughs> this is your chance. Call in and let's do what we do, family. Phone was rocking early, though. Why would you got the phone for you? Say that again. I said, We got, we got the phone hooked to you. Huh? You said, What do I have my phone hooked up to? Yeah, you ain't never conquered that yet. You got all the technology. No, the phone is working, brother. There's something wrong with your phone. You got the bullshit. <laughs> but anyway, peace and black power to my right-hand man that's on the other side of the earth. I got my man Michael Edwards in the building. Peace to my man Mike. What's up, Mike? 
Peace and black power, Sarnetta. What's happening, man? Man, you already know. Uh, um, how's the mouth, man? You know, how's the mouth? Oh, man, doing better, brother. I had a dental, uh, dental work all last week, but I'm back. Back from the river. Man, I already see. I see you back, my brother. So what's what's going on, man? What's happening? Man, I just, I wanted to say that I'm very proud of the two brothers tonight. And I'm very proud of the platform, how you brought the white man here to have this discussion. And I'm very proud that even Unc, with his with his bookstore, that he's offering uh, biblical materials of competence, competent biblical materials. Facts. I, I respect that, man. I respect Facts. your business, your products that you bring. Brother Reggie, the scholarship the brother brings and his demeanor. I really appreciate it tonight, man, for real. Hey, my yeah. engineer is inside telling me to turn up track two. But when yeah. I turn up track two, you can hear it. Watch you hear the ringing. See that? That's why yeah, I don't I turn that. up track two. That's why, because you can hear the ringing sound. Yeah, but um, yeah, go ahead, my brother Mike. I definitely miss you. I ain't go front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just took a few few days off, you know, but I'm back on the same point, and all of us are operating on the same vibe that we had to take our scholarship out to white academia. I just put up a lecture that I did uh, concerning James White and the skewed opinions that even Brother Reggie was touching on earlier about what white people have done to biblical history. And I mean, those things, brother, I mean, are, are like diamonds for our people because it brings commonality and honest truth to our conversations. So, man, Sarnetta, brother, this is the best, best platform on the net, man. <laughs> and I got Thank a platform, you, but this is the best one because it brings us all together, man. Thank you, and my brother. I appreciate morph, that. Now we're starting to morph into what we really need to do, taking them swords and turn them outward. And man, listen, we, we, we got the white scholars looking and tuning in. A few of them called me. I got... um. A college called me, I think it was a Colombian college, or one of them colleges called me the other day. And they already looking into me bringing in some of my scholars to Columbia, to one of the colleges. So look for that, y'all. They calling your brother Sarnetta. Though you may not think Sarnetta doing it, they see me. The white world see me. So, I mean, you know how your own people do you. They shit on you. You know what I'm saying, Mike? But yeah. other people see me. So, right, yeah, I'm yelling. I'm yelling. That's how I talk. God damn it. That's right. I want you to hear me. I want the people in the house to hear me. So, listen, other people see me. So, I got Columbia University calling me. They want me to set up some type of debate. So, I got to see what topic they've given me. So, now when I see the topic they've given me, I know who to call. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so look buddy. forward for seeing that. And you know they got an annual income that they give to that type of... Um, you know what that is, right, Bertie? That's right. That's right. All, you, all universities have... Yeah, they have organizations where they pay for that. So I'll be able to pay right. my scholars. So you already know what it is. Reggie is already in the books on that. I don't give a damn what nobody say. And we gonna go in there and kick ass. Shit, even if I have to call for Michael Letwards. If I gotta bring Michael Letwards in the building, I got to bring you in, Mike. 
I see you as one of the best top Hebrew scholars out there. Out Thank there. you, brother. I'm humbled by that. Thank you. And and you know I'm I'm RBG to the bone. I was just talking about Ephesus and Diana, Black Diana, Black Diana. One more time, Black Diana. All of our ancient deities, all of the world's ancient deities, were just as we are, Black. And I'd love to. Hey, I'm sorry, man. I got world. to end this because look, look over there. <laughs> Look over there, my man Reggie telling me he got to go. So I gotta walk my brother downstairs and damn, I hate to end this right now because my energy is up there right now. Man, you what the call is that? You know how a kid eat some candy and they hype up? That's the way I am right now. I'm feeling good right now, you know? I love it, that's right. So I gotta go, yo, Unc, I'm sorry about that. I got to roll out Reggie, Reggie telling me he gotta go. I gotta walk him downstairs. And uh, peace and black power to the family. Peace, right, peace my brother. Yeah. Uh, close out, huh? Hey, man, like I said, man, support the culture center, man. All right, uh, Atlanta. Okay, uh, come on through. I will be open by the end of next month. And, and it's real positive. Also, man, you know, we got the new uh, season. All right, uh, um Man, y'all know how we doing, man. We're just giving back to the community, man. Uh, we call it the Philly program. Go to abjuwear.com. That's A B J J U W A R.com, man. So we're giving money back to you. So that's exactly what we're doing, man. The RBG community, man. Y'all will get a special, special week, man. You know what I'm saying? My brothers and sisters out in Texas, man. Y'all know how we're doing, man. So, you know, Dallas, you know, everywhere, man. We're doing our things. That's what we got to do. Appreciate you signing that, man, for the platform, man. A hell of an audience, man. Hey. Spears are flying in a pseudo a crime. I'm a raw squad out, man. Real yeah, you already know what it is. Look forward to seeing Professor Larry and Brother Jabari get it in. Shout out to all my Patreons. I love y'all. Thank y'all for the support. I appreciate the love that y'all give your brother. And I'm only going to try to bring y'all the best for all my Patreons. And I'm not going to forget about the YouTubers. You know, I ain't going to forget about my YouTubers that's out there and, and some of the freeloaders that's out there. You know, I got your back. Don't worry about it. Peace and black power, family.